anything anything that's not 40 or 50 degrees is too hot for me. Oh yeah, your pasty Irish skin is just gonna fucking flake off in the sun. That's gonna be it. Now one of one of these days, all these uh, freckles are gonna give each other a high five. And it's gonna be one fucking tan. <laughs> That's what my girlfriend keeps claiming. She's like, no, 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 I'm getting tan. Like you get more freckles the more tan you get. Or you just get red as a lobster, miserable for a day, and then white as shit the following. Val's hmm. Val's all white and she's got red hair, and uh, she's like, hey, looks look, I got a tan, and it's we still like we the call that thing. a ginger, Mike. It's okay. <laughs> well, she doesn't have the freckles, so I don't think I don't know what the classifications are of ginger. I don't, I don't know. know. Does she have a Does she have a soul? No, how many do? Oh, then she's definitely a ginger. <laughs> <laughs> she's the most soulless person I know. So I can't remember. I was watching oh, shit. I think it was. I've been getting caught up on South Park a lot lately. Um, I think it was Cartman, but he he cut into. I think he was going back and forth with Kyle, and he said all gingers look alike. And I had to, I'd take a step back because that shit made me laugh a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, racism against gingers! It's funny because it's still acceptable. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody bats an eye towards it. Yeah, right. <laughs> that or like Irish people, you're fine. You're all good. And Italians, no problem. Uh, right, right. Oh, balls! All right. It's, it's shitty to hear about uh, the shame, man. That's tough. Yeah, Shane's been going through a rough patch, man. I'm hoping to get him back soon. I thought I thought maybe just getting him on for an episode would cheer him up a little bit, you know? Right, kind of get his mind off of it. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah, really exactly. want to push that. I didn't want to push that because I, you know, of all the all the shit that he must be going through, I don't want Dude, to. I felt I felt the same way. I was like, I was excited he was coming back on just because I knew it would it would get him out of a funk for at least like an hour. Right, and then. Uh, you know, then that other that other thing happened with his friend and the heart attack, and I'm like, oh shit! Like he's, you know, I can't push him into doing something he doesn't want to do, and he's going to be all upset. But right, I don't know. He was telling me about being nervous, and I, I couldn't imagine. I mean, you guys have done you know a hell of a job or shit the longest time now. I'm like, you know, you hell just, of a job. You just you just <laughs> that's just one way to put it. Picking up. Uh, well, I was listening to a few of them um, actually the other day, and I can't remember which one it was. You guys were talking about not being um not being up to par like all the other ones because you didn't follow a regime like you didn't have a set schedule of like all right we're gonna do this segment now we're gonna do that segment now you guys just kind of hop on and wing it i feel like it's a hell of a lot more comfortable that way man the way that you guys do it i like more of a natural discussion and like when things go off the wall and you just get off on a random topic like that's how people talk anyway right yeah you know if you're having a conversation with friends sometimes you just bounce around yeah, I'd be a hell of a lot more nervous. I'd be a hell of a lot more nervous otherwise. I try to rein it in sometimes, but even then it's difficult, you know? <laughs> That's well, how wife- it was on Amy's uh, uh, you, or, uh, podcast. And I was like, because hers is so like meticulous that she's like, she speaks and then she's like pauses for a second and waits for somebody else to like chime in. And if nobody else does, she like moves on. And it's like, yeah. I, for the like, longest time, she's like, hey, are you going to say something? I'm like, I didn't know I was allowed to. I was like waiting for you to be done. <laughs> I, was for, I was waiting for the bell. I was waiting for yeah. the ding. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I just start cutting her off. She loves it. Well, that's, that's the thing, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have to bite my tongue because uh, I'm in sales and I have a tendency and I know I do it, which makes it a hell of a lot worse to cut people off. I don't mean to. But like when I start going, I'm like, I'm thinking to myself as I'm talking, shit, I completely just fucking cut you off. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, dude. I will absolutely interrupt you. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's fun that way. The back and forth hey, is a up. lot more fun. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get this started because we're already we're already on the road here. 
welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. All right, everybody, welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. This is episode 57 which means really nothing. It's not one of those things I guess you celebrate. Like, oh, 57, and I guess we made it this far. Um, so, uh, listening to the last couple ones as I was editing, I realized I should probably be like introducing not only the people on the podcast, but probably also where they're from. Because I was thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, there's sometimes, if we have like a good audio quality, it almost sounds like Mike is in the same room. And I'm like, oh, I can't, like... And, and it's... It, doesn't always happen that I say, oh, we're, you know, in different locations or whatever. So I thought I'd probably put that in this time. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan Tudelo, coming to you from Connecticut. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Mike Whittemore. Mike in Chicago. Yes. How are you? Southside Chicago. The mean you streets. Give, you want to give your address and phone number, social security? I live in Oak Lawn, Illinois. Um, I'm 5'7". I've got man boobs. And what else you want to know? <laughs> Shit, five seven. That means I'm still the shortest one on the podcast. God how, how, how tall are you? Five six. Oh man, I, I can I can like poke your chest when I see you and just be like listen here, little yeah, guy. Listen, listen here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> listen here, pally. You can yeah. get things. Well, you can get things off the middle shelf for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had a, growing up, um, I was always proud because I wasn't the shortest of my friends. My my one friend TJ was like five five. And I'm I'm like, oh look at who's here, the little guy TJ, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh well, that's pretty good. Also joining me, special guest, first time on the podcast, longtime friend and horror fan, uh Sean Mullaney. Sean, you're down in Florida. How's everything going on down there? Pretty good, man. Slow moving, like I like to call it, God's waiting room. So Yes. <laughs> traffic is miserable. <laughs> People don't have really any sense of uh, where they're going when I kind of yell at them. It's like, you know, uh, time's, a, time's a ticking away. You should get there quick. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm usually stuck behind, it feels like, 80, 85 years and up. It feels like are behind the wheel and... With my ginger temper, my blood pressure is through the roof. I'm probably not going to make it to yeah, 70 right. <laughs> living down here. Yes. And that's the age you're supposed to be when you move down here. Are you in Are you in Central Florida? Because that's where all the old folks love, right? <laughs> yep, that's exactly where I am. Right in um, Clearwater in Tampa. I see. Oh, I, I'm going to Florida for the third time mm -hmm. this year in October. Two years ago, I went for Val's grandparents live in the middle. Of Florida in a town that starts with a P that I have no idea, hmm. but it's like there's like a foresty area and I like no cell phone service and there's these weird fucking birds walking around. That's and a lot of Florida. That's a lot yeah. of places. <laughs> and, and, uh, last year went to Tampa, and this year we're going to Tampa and Miami. What are you? Uh, what are you doing in um, Tampa? Last year we went to the Bears game, went to Universal, and then this year we're doing the same thing, but only in Miami. Oh, okay. Yeah, the wife, Megan, she loves Disney, so I'm uh, in Orlando quite a bit. Hey, Universal, man, it was just like the best food I've ever had. 
Universal is fun. Universal is fun, man. Especially, have you done Halloween Horror Nights? And yeah, we did that. We did that last year, and we're doing oh, it that's again the this best, year. Man, I fucking love that. I want. I want to go. I, I don't think I'm going to make it this year, but maybe next year I'll try to plan a trip. This year was nuts. It's supposed to be Stranger Things, and I somebody, a buddy of mine, sent me something, and I thought I saw a handful of um, throwback '80s uh, flicks being featured as well. But oh, yeah, man. usually, <laughs> I, I usually my one time a year I can get Megan back is to go to Halloween Horror Nights because. She doesn't really do. She's the buzzkill of horror movies. She, I mean, she loves football. I got, I got to keep her there. She loves football. <laughs> that sounds great. like we should get, we should get her and my girlfriend together. <laughs> right. It sounds like the exact right, but, same. But she'll sit there. She'll, she'll pick my movies apart. She'll be like, well, you know, you know, you know, that can't happen. I'm like, are you fucking, are you kidding me? I'm watching, uh, um, what was I watching when she said that? Killer Tomatoes. I was watching Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> she sits there and she says, uh, yeah, you know, this can't happen. I'm like, oh. Really? I'm like, you mean you mean to tell me that this tomato right here is not gonna fucking slaughter the? Oh man, I love it. But the one time I can get her back is to go to Halloween Horror Nights because we go to Disney way too much, and that's a horror show or a horror movie in itself. Yeah, Ryan, you seemed shocked when I said it was good food. I know. I mean, dude, I had a hot dog down there that was wrapped in a gyro, and I swear to God, I was like. There was like angels singing to me. I mean, I'm not saying Universal's not bad food. I'm not saying that. I mean, but but like the best food you've had, really? Well, I had, we went down there and there was like this famous chef at Universal and he like cooked for the president and like actors and everything. And it said he was famous for fried chicken. And I'm like, seriously, how good could fried chicken be? You know, so I ordered it. I'm like, let's let's get this shit on the road. I'm fat. I know my fried chicken. Let's go. <laughs> right. Let's <laughs> do it. Fried chicken. And uh, I had, I took one bite out of that thing and. I, I don't think I could ever have fried chicken ever again because it was that good. Wow. It was like every time we went out to eat there, there was like some great place that it was just fantastic. Harry <laughs> Potter World, we had the uh, what the hell is it called? The 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 beer. Yeah, uh, what did you what beer? did you think the about butter that? beer? What did you think was, about the butter beer? We were so dehydrated from the entire day, the and then you could have got the worst thing no, you could have got. Seriously, I know, right? We Get had the butter salty beer. soda. We had the butter beer, and it like uh-huh. it like made us like ten times feel ten times better. I don't know what the hell they put in there, oh but God. like it was great. That's about thirteen pounds of sugar, and I'm yeah, like, it's it probably what it is. It was good, but I tell you what, if I can only imagine if I was dehydrated and I got that in my system, I would probably collapse and like two minutes <laughs> afterwards, just give all the sugar in there. But no, it's good. Megan love Megan love that stuff. It's That's like a such a cool place. Yeah, it's really cool. I've always liked I've always liked um Universal. We went back there. I took Megan. I remember when we first moved down, I was like, All right, babe, this place is great. It's it has this, it has that, it has and I, I kept going back and meanwhile I haven't been there in a fucking decade. And I remember oh, bragging shit. about um twister and um <laughs> the twister's the worst thing it's the fucking worst thing in the world it literally <laughs> is a pipe in the middle now don't get me wrong the set's badass the set reminded me of the scene in twister it was pretty cool mm-hmm. until they actually made everything start going and it was like a tiny ass little water spout yeah in the and i'm pretty sure there were people just underneath squirting you with bot like it was awful i mean it was pretty awful you stand there you're just like standing <laughs> you just in a st- room <laughs> but they're taking the everything out. By. They obviously don't have Jaws anymore. I remember Jaws. Oh, I remember back to they're the putting in a uh, Nintendo area. Yeah, I did hear about years. that. Are they kick, are they taking out the Marvel area because Disney's cracking down? No, I don't think so. Mm. No, no, no. That's I mean they um, still mean, have uh, adventure. Yeah, they still have Spider Man and the Hulk there. 
That ride is awesome as shit. That Spider-Man ride blows me away every time I go on it. Yeah, the Spider-Man one was great. The Mummy one is probably my favorite. Yeah, that, the you Mummy. know what? I wish that was longer. That is such yeah, a great ride. It's though. So cool. Yeah, yeah. But that's... the worst thing there is that Jimmy Fallon Tonight Show one. I just Have went on been... that the last time I was there. Dude, the line is so cool because it shows all the history of the Tonight Show, and then you go in there and it's just like Jimmy Fallon. There's no like audience to laugh with, so everyone's just sitting at this large screen, like not laughing at Jimmy Fallon. It's I was like, the let's, only- let's get this over with. It's the only <laughs> ride where the line is better than the fucking ride. Oh yeah, it really is because you got. Then you have the uh, what was that the uh, the not bell or not doo-wop, but the the five what is it soda shop whatever singers yeah yeah i can't think of it but you have them singing for you it's pretty cool and then you go on the ride and it literally is a watered down version of back to the future it's all it is yeah that's with jimmy what I fallon i mean it was did you not go you didn't go on the ride no i did but i didn't i don't i haven't been on the back to the future one so i can't really compare oh, it. oh, oh okay, yeah. okay well the back to the future one is the simpsons now right yeah, yeah. it's the simpsons now which, the simpsons one yeah. was, was cool i liked it the Simpsons yeah. one is very cool. And I've realized, though, in my older age, man, I don't, I'm only, what, 30, coming up on 33. I don't do motion anymore. Like, my stomach starts to get queasy now. And it's so fucking annoying, especially on. Ooh, you old man. I, I feel like that, but I go on them, you know, I go on, go on them anyways. And um, the Simpsons one is nuts, man. I remember because they also do the smell. Like, they shoot the smells, the different yeah. smells and shit. But um, my brother ruined Back to the Future for me a long time ago when he told me to look behind me. And <laughs> I know he on, sees the wall. And no, 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 no. You you see forty other fucking people doing the same thing. Like they had multiple rides, like multiple. Oh, it was yeah. like a wall of cars that everybody got into, and they were sitting down experiencing the same thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why, but as a kid, I look back, and my brother absolutely ruined that shit for me. Oh man, <laughs> I'll tell you what real. I did. That was probably the most embarrassing thing. I was actually talking to, uh, to my buddy about this. Because we were discussing the time we took off. I forgot what the date was. Whatever the date when he goes to the future in 2017, I think. 2015. Mm. Uh, Me and my buddy took the day off from work. And we watched all the Back to the Future movies. And then we watched the Back to the Future ride that was also on the (laughs) Blu-ray. Oh my god. (laughs) Like on your couch. You know, there's no moving car. There's none of the cool shit. Right. And we watched that whole thing and we're like, wow. That was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I was born and raised here, so I, I was spoiled with the fact that I had, um, that I had Bush Gardens and, and and Back to the Future, or not Back to the Future, but Universal and things like that. I could go to. It wasn't until I was eighteen that I moved away to Maryland to Baltimore, and then I came back. So I, I, every time I talk about um, going on Back to the Future, I feel like everybody's already done it, just because that's yeah. what it was with my friends and I growing yeah. up. Yep. No, but, I I did it at, actually down there, but it was a long time ago. Yeah. So let's get back on track as I was discussing <laughs> pulling us along. <laughs> so oh, we're man. the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. <laughs> uh, we like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, and whatever else happens to come up. Um, you can catch us on Gmail, allyouneedisbloodpod at gmail.com. Our Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood, and our new Instagram account, which everyone needs to sign up for, All You Need Is Blood Podcast. Yep. So, uh. get on it. Nice. <laughs> All right, Barney. <laughs> <laughs> you can, uh, if you're listening to us now, then you probably found some way to catch us. But uh, if you have a preferred method, you can get us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, a few other places. Uh, just Google. All you need is blood. 
or maybe not Google because we probably won't come up first. But <laughs> go on whatever whatever podcast provider you're on, Google that. I'm really curious to Google all you need is blood right now and see what actually comes up. There's there's a band that has a uh, <laughs> a Beatles Metallica mashup called All oh, You Need Metallica. Is yeah, yeah. I just I just <laughs> all you need is blood comes up on Wikipedia. Metallica, Metallica, Powerwolf. Oh, we're like, let's see, we're on there. Let's see. One, two, three, four. We're the fifth one down. All right, here we go, folks. Help us out. (laughs) Get us up to number four. We're going to keep crawling our way up. And then we're number uh, five as well. It's on Stitcher. Nice. Wow, Stitcher? People are listening to that? Yes. I I never heard of Stitcher. I signed up for that fucking when we first started the podcast, and I never looked back. Like, I never checked on it. (laughs) There could be messages. There could be all kinds of shit on there. I have no idea. Eh, that's great. Sorry, Stitcher listeners. Uh, send us an email if you're on Stitcher, and I'll be sure to get back to you. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. What have you guys been uh, getting into recently besides going to theme parks? Any uh, movies, music, anything you've been listening to? Mike, we'll start with you. Uh, well, I, last week I went to Indianapolis for Horror Hound Weekend, which was a blast. Nice. Uh, I don't like going to Indiana much, but Indianapolis was fun. Um, I bought a bunch of stuff i didn't need to buy i bought dude bro dude bro party massacre 3 Fucking which phenomenal. Criminally, phenomenal criminally underrated movie and it came with a poster so um, good yeah and uh what else i bought two records one was an altered states soundtrack and the other one was a uh um a band called morricone youth and they did the night of living dead soundtrack in their own little way and came on a limited to 500 green vinyl which i didn't need to buy but i did anyway i saw the deadly spawn soundtrack there on, and but it was 80 dollars, and i was like no way whoa is that like an original like what yeah, is that it was, yeah it was original all Holy these shit. all these were original the altered state ones uh the record i bought was from 81 <clears throat> i bought a um <laughs> a little like picture that i'm gonna hang up in my bathroom and it's like it's like a spoof horror movie cover, and it's a woman coming out of the bathroom, and she goes, "Don't go in there. Seriously, just wait a few minutes." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, duty. Val met Val and I met Billy Zane, and we met uh, Danny Hicks from Evil Dead Two and Intruder, which he was amazing. Uh, Bruce Campbell was there too. But we didn't meet him. Kiefer Sutherland was there. It was a cool time. Um, nice. Other than that, I've been uh, just working and taking some online classes and playing Dead Cells still. I just beat the game, and it's a lot of fun. Oh, I, I, let me get your opinion on this, because I've been thinking about it. Lately, I've been playing more Switch than anything else. What do you think about me picking that up on the Switch? Uh, you should. I mean, it's uh, they have the, the physical edition on the Switch. Yeah. And uh, I... I that game, like, even if it was worth sixty bucks, I'd recommend the hell out of it. But it's only like, oh, okay. It's I think it's only like I bought it for Xbox digitally for twenty five, and I think it's on Switch for like thirty five. Uh, it the, might be even cheaper than that. I thought I saw twenty eight today on Amazon. Maybe I was wrong. That's like, I mean, that game. It, the The game itself was only like an hour long, but it took me yeah. twenty hours to beat it. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm playing it on a little harder difficulty, and it's just like I'm gonna be playing that until Spider Man comes out next week. And, oh, it's uh, next week? Yeah, it's yeah. September oh 7th it comes out. So yeah, five days. Fuck. All I, I can think about is Red Dead right now. Red Dead oh, I know, man. It's Red Dead. I've got that super um, like mega collector's edition pre-ordered through GameStop for Red mm-hmm. Dead Redemption 2. It comes with a fucking treasure chest. 
Of all things, oh, an actual horse. You have to feed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got. Uh, I've got that pre-ordered. But then, did you hear that Amazon stopped doing their little uh, discount when you pre-order now? Is it just for the pre-orders? Uh, well, they had like a. I forget the amount percentage. I think it was like ten percent off when you pre-order a game. Before it was like on any game. So I pre-ordered Tekken Seven, and I got the collector's edition, and I had that ten percent off. It was sweet. Hmm. Or like 15%. And then they're like, okay, well, now it's only going to be for things that are under $200. And people are like, ah, all right. And now they took it away completely. So now you don't get any hmm. discount when you pre-order. So it's like, well, I'm just going to pre-order GameStop now. Because I'm not going to, hmm. what the hell's the point of pre-ordering online? I can just go to the store and pick it up. Yeah. Right. So my my I had Smash Brothers for um, Switch pre-ordered. And it was like $47.99 at checkout. And now it's back up to $59. That's oh, that's I'm like, bullshit. I'm like, are you, you serious? Already? That's oh. bullshit. That yeah. is nuts. You had it already locked down and they're going to go ahead. Because and... the only reason why Amazon started doing it is because Best Buy did it. And Amazon's like, oh, we're going to do that, too. And then Best yeah. Buy got rid of it. And Amazon's like, well, why do we still need to do this? That's nuts. That's another one I'm, I'm looking out for, too. Of course. Smash. Smash. Oh, yeah. I hey, played... do you guys know it, it does the um, the Wii U uh, GameCube controller connector thing work on the switch it will yes yeah i heard there so is I so i don't need to buy the smash brothers with that adapter correct like okay for wii u that smash brothers adapter only works with smash brothers but right. on the switch it's going to work with other games oh <laughs> so if i wanted to use a gamecube controller for anything else i could right like i think it, they said it's going to work for the new mario party so they're gonna they're gonna incorporate it to other games cool like I That's one what? system I never had was a cube. I'm the I'm the weirdo that played Smash Brothers on 64, and I fucking, I mean, I wasted so many hours of my well, life. Who didn't play Smash Brothers on 64? Well, oh, yeah. talking about? Well, I heard everybody everybody's in love with that game, the uh, GameCube controller, though. The layout, I don't remember. I don't even remember how different it was to the 64 one. Oh, super different, <laughs> different world. It's right. like the best controller, like you could put your hands on. I, I it's completely disagree. Really, I think. It, and, and as a person with small hands, I think the Switch controller is too small. Hmm. It has a terrible D-pad, and um, the analog, the quote-unquote analog stick on the right, the C-stick, is garbage. <laughs> Don't like it. I'm so, and I, I've, you know, I'm a, I'm a day one buyer of the GameCube. You know, I love that right, shit. Right. But I, I think it's lacking. I know a lot of, a lot, I think a lot of kids grew up using that playing Smash Brothers. I'm like, this is the best ever, and I'm more like, meh. <laughs> I'll take an Xbox One controller over that shit any day of the week. The uh, yeah, Smash Brothers is like my top game. I'm looking forward to because my buddy and I we play it. We still play it like three times a week, and we uh, we check our online battles, and we've done like close to eleven thousand online battles. Oh my god! Yeah, we put in. I think it says we put in like two hundred hours into it, two or three hundred hours, and it's just like that. Soon as like King K. Roll was shown in that trailer. I lost my shit. <laughs> you're like, you're like, I got a new main. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, basically, you know, because they, I'm gonna, I'm gonna nerd out way too much with this, but like, uh, Little Mac right now, his jump in the game sucks because he's overpowered as hell. Like his punch does so much damage, but now they fix his jump, so I'm afraid they're gonna like dumb down everything else with them. And Bayonetta is completely overpowered, and like the new game comes with all the DLC, comes with every single map that's ever been released on previous games besides a couple but it comes with every character it's just like it's a complete rebuilt from the ground up and it's going to be amazing i can only imagine the amount of hours if we talk three years from now that you're going to have into that game 
Oh, I know. Like, because they're gonna matches. they have <laughs> they have 108 stages in the goddamn Oof. thing. And we we play we do Smash Nights, you know, a couple of days a week. But we do we also get like six or seven other of our friends over, and we do the eight player Smash. And right. like right now, the amount of levels that it's limited to is like ten. But now they're making every level available for eight player Smash, and it's just crazy to me. It's they're doing everything that. <sighs> I'll tell you, let me, can I step in on this? Oh, just go because ahead. I have a lot of positive to say about it. They, and they are the exact opposite of every other fighting game that's out right now. Um, every other fighting game gives you a teensy bit of characters in the beginning. And if you want more, you got to buy the DLC. And mm-hmm. If you want more stages, you got to buy the season pass. And if you want to have different costumes, you got to get this, you got to get that. Nintendo is giving a giant go fuck yourself to Neversoft and Capcom and and Namco and all these other fighting game makers by being, guess what, motherfuckers? Here is everything we've ever done. And you're like, holy shit. This is what every fighting game fan (laughs) wants. Every Street Fighter fan wants every fucking character in the game. Tekken, Mortal Kombat, they want everybody. And whenever a new one comes out, you're getting like 12, 15 characters, and then there's another... 15 characters being offered via DLC. Yeah. Fuck that. And of course there's going to be DLC for characters. Like they did that with the last, there's like three packs of DLC characters, but they weren't ready. Like before the game came out, you know what I mean? Of course they, they worked on them. They did like, you know, corn and Ryu and all that. Like these people, they, you know, they, they worked on and then they released like months down the road. But the thing that Nintendo is not getting right right now is their online service, which currently is free, but they're, I think starting this month, they're charging uh, like 20 bucks a year, which is substantially cheap. cheap compared to the other two. But like there's not really a reason for it because like right now how they're handling Splatoon 2 is kind of ridiculous. There's like the, the game has tons of hackers on it and it's 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 really bad for the Ooh. online service. And uh, Mario Tennis, when I was playing it before I rage quitted that forever. It um, <laughs> it, it with the online service. I mean, there is a lot of lag to it, so yeah. I'm you know I'm kind of weary because right now we play online. We just played last night. It's like it's flawless most of the time, you know, unless somebody has a really shitty internet connection. But this is uh you know peer to peer. You know, if somebody's going to be on a plane, like I'm going to get a Smash game in, and I connect with him. He's on a fucking plane. It's like I don't know what the hell's going to happen. So wow. What are you gonna do about that? It's gonna I be don't interesting think anybody's to see. gonna fix that up. Yeah, I'm looking at the All character, right. the character selection screen. I, I could be on that screen for 30 minutes before I could even pick. Oh yeah, you know what I would love, I would right love to have. I'd love for them to do a team mechanic where you pick a team, you pick three or four characters, and as you, you know, you use one and he gets knocked out, then the next one comes in. It's I like Marvel vs. Capcom in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but not not with like the switching aspect, just more like, you know how you get three lives? Like imagine mm-hmm. three or four lives, imagine you get that, but each one's a different character. Well, they you have like, the they have customizable matches for this one now like you could do anything from what i understand like they have tournament modes in here now they they're bringing back they have like customizable matches that you can save the settings to and then go back later and be like i want to play that again yeah Hmm. so who knows i mean that could be possible sweet awesome well now that we've isolated our horror community uh (laughs) to not wanting to listen to smash brothers discussion (laughs) oh man let's uh Let's go on here. Well, Sean, have you been getting into anything recently? Let's see. Uh, 
Um, game wise, not so much, man. I actually busted out. My brother made me one of those raspberry uh, boxes, and I've been playing a fuck ton of Zelda: Link to the Past. Nice. Um, nice. And I don't know. I mean, I probably rage quit when I was a kid, but I sure shit rage quit now as an adult. And there's a few aspects of that game that I'm mad at myself because I'm like, you know, this shit was made a long time ago and it shouldn't be this hard. But uh, <laughs> I think it was a second pendant that I went after in the uh, the desert that uh, that boss that was. Is that the one with the worm? That's yes. Like, oh yeah, dude, that one's hard. God, man, with the with the uh, with the bow, I swear to God, like every arrow, I feel like I'm lined up, and it just breezes or um, goes right by his head, or the bombs, like. Mm. But um, no, I've been playing a lot of that. It's, I mean, I've been just going through. There's a like Castlevania on PlayStation. I've been playing a shit ton of, but nothing really oh, new. So. Nothing new. I mean, I'm still hooked on my Switch. My Switch. I'm playing a um, shit ton of um, Rocket League. I still play the hell out of Rocket League. But Did I get so mad at the game. Uh, Mario plus Rabbids. I, you know, the funniest thing is, I know you told me to, but I ended up buying fucking Mario Odyssey, and I yeah. would like to say that that was by mistake, <laughs> that I was going for the Rabbids. And I, don't get me wrong, Odyssey is great, but um, I have not gotten Rabbids. It's pretty cheap too now. I think. I think Rabbids is probably like one of my favorite games I've played in a while. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that one. You, I remember you telling me about um it being a pretty uh, interesting game, and I have not. Gone to, I think it was like 28 bucks. I mean, not 28, 25 or 30 bucks now. If, if you can mistaken. like pick up like Mario and Rabbids plus Dead Cells, I, that's pretty much the only thing you're going to be playing for the rest of the year. Dead Cells, <laughs> without a doubt, I'm going to pick up. I want to pick that one up. Um, And it's funny, Ryan, you asked about picking it up on the Switch because I wasn't even going to second guess it. I was just going to go ahead and get it on the Switch. That's that's yeah, a complete fine. like blind buy. If you like games like Castlevania or like Super Metroiders, right. you know, that's like right up your alley. Yeah, it's right, one right. of those things that normally, uh, you know, I'm... I, well, I, I say that I'm mostly a PC gamer, but honestly, in the last like three or four months, it's been 90% Switch the yep. entire time. Really? Like, it's so convenient. I just picked a goddamn thing up, hit the wake up button, and I'm playing the game. Yep. Well, it's funny because I don't even play. It's funny. I really don't even play it now. I never thought I would play it as a handheld. I really thought, all right, it's going to sit in my game room, and I'm going to, you know, because Zelda, I love Zelda to death. I don't, I don't like it as much in the uh, portable aspect of it like i don't like playing it on my couch i like that being on my tv screen i i agree on zelda but it, but at the same time everything I mean, I've else been playing, no. i've been playing the Meg, the Mega Man collection right uh, and i'm on the, i'm on the last game Mega Man 10 mm-hmm. and i've played through most of those games um in handheld mode right just because i'm like it's so it, you know what am i it's not like i'm looking at fancy graphics or anything it's fucking eight bit right, right. Looks, uh looks like Mega Man, and it's convenient just carry it around, take it to the toilet. My girlfriend's watching Nurse Betty, whatever mm-hmm. that show is, and uh, fucking ripping through some some bosses, you know. I'll take it into the bathroom, and Megan thinks that they'll have some sort yeah, of, of GI, some sort of GI problem. I'm like, no, I was I was done two minutes ago. <laughs> no, two minutes in, I've been playing Rocket League for an hour. My ass I've been is numb. Stuck on the last <laughs> boss. I, <just> got- <laughs> I was playing Mario and Rabbids at the uh, when I took my car in. They were fixing it. I was like, I'm just going to play Mario and Rabbids. I sat there for like an hour and a half. <laughs> right. I was jamming out to it. It's, I mean, those games I would really recommend for Switch. Yeah, Sweet. yeah, that's um, yeah, that's definitely the next one. Um, uh, the platformers are the ones I realized I could play in the portable feature. Um, yeah. you know, side yeah, scrolling yeah. is a lot, definitely a lot easier. I will tell you though. I um not recent, maybe like two months ago. I finished. Do you guys play a lot of walking sims? Sometimes I I never really care for them, but I fucking started what what remains of Edith Finch, and I was blown away by that game. That story. I mean, it's it was absolutely insane. And not to mention, I think like the second the second thing you do in it, you're running away from serial killer, and it's playing 
Michael Myers theme while you're doing it's f- it's phenomenal. It was so good. Val's told me really great things about that, so I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna it's pick short. That up. It's definitely short. Did you play Oxen Free? No, I've not. That's like another walking sim, and it's mm-hmm. it's like uh, it reminds me of uh, that David Lynch show, uh, Twin Peaks, and it's just it's oh, really okay. really really badass. If you like walking mm-hmm. sims, I mean that was like you could that the replay ability for that game is pretty high because you could do different routes to it. It's really right. cool. Hey, well, not to not to interrupt you guys, but uh, rainfall number thirty nine is happening right now. So if I lose power, that's going to be what that is. <laughs> it, Jesus Christ, it's just bad. away. Yeah, it does. Just whenever the hell it wants to. Yeah. All right, so let's see here. Let me move on a little bit. Um, myself, I've been. Let's see. We got. I, I've been watching the Jurassic Parks again uh, because I found out Elisa has never seen. Uh, two or three. So I'm like, oh, we gotta watch them because we. Were, but it happened one night. We were gonna watch Jurassic World. I just had gotten the Blu-ray, and she's like, oh, I didn't know they made a sequel to Jurassic Park. I'm like, this is the fourth one, and she goes, <laughs> what? <laughs> so we went back. I've been watching the Jurassic Parks, and honestly, two and three are better than I remembered. Like I, I remembered them being not as good, but revisiting them again, I'm like, yeah, they're still fun. Three is obviously. Not on par with the other two, and one is the best, but you know, it's um, they're still pretty good times. Three was when um, they made it back to the states, right? When they were when they got no, back, that to... was that was two, that was two, okay, yeah, that one, <laughs> that I one was, it was a ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like the ridiculousness of it that they were just like, no, we're going all out, but she she said the exact same, like the same thing that I was thinking at the same time, right? Um, is like they escaped the island. And they make it back to San Diego. And she goes, why isn't this movie over? <laughs> I'm like, you know what? You're right. They probably should have just ended it right there. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, and then other than that, I've just been doing a bunch of dumb bullshit. Cleaning the house. I actually ordered, Mike, some new vinyl storage cubes. Good. Um, to host my Laserdisc collection. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my mo- I'm trying to clean the movie room up. It's the shit was everywhere. So we're doing another once over on it, and this will help organize my laser discs. So that'll be good. Nice. Uh, let's get to some actual horror movie topics on here. Cause I feel like that's probably what we should be talking about. I guess, <laughs> uh, let's start off with some trailers. Cause I, and for the life of me, I randomly picked these two trailers and I had no idea they would have stuff in common. I was just like, yeah, this one and this one will work. That's what I thought when um, I when I was like, is there a theme here? Because when I watched no. both of them, I'm like, well, wait a minute. I'm like, <laughs> I, I kind of like that they work that way because I want to talk about this now. So the first trailer we watched uh, is one called Hellfest, or at least that's the first one I have notes on. So um if you know, go on, go online. I think actually on the UHM page they have both of these trailers. But the Hellfest, the first one, fellas, what did you think of the trailer for Hellfest? What came to mind? I didn't uh, watch it. It was it was my favorite. Of the <laughs> I two. didn't watch it. I didn't my watch either. Two. My definitely my favorite of the two. And what'd you think of it? Did you think it looks like it's something you're excited to see or what? I would. It takes a lot to get my lazy ass to actually go to a theater nowadays. Um, but I definitely would see. I, this has a very '90s slasher vibe to me when I was watching oh, it. You just read from my notes. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's all. That's what I have written here. '90s slasher what? takes place in a haunted house. Yeah, almost. And I'm not. I don't. Not that I, I'm at all trying to compare the two. I got a very scream esque vibe from it. A bunch of friends. Yes. It just. It just felt very 
very throwback to the nineties. And I, I mean, I'm pretty excited for it. I, I would definitely put this one way at number one over the, the other one. Um, now, but- is, is, is this the point fellas that we've made it past the, the eighties nostalgia and we're now on nineties nostalgia. Is it now cool to remake like scream movies? Uh, this looks like this looks like it should have came out right after Urban Legends, you know. Oh, that's another good comparison. Um, we'll never be for me at least. I'll never be past the '80s. I'm fanboy for the '80s. I love the '80s. Um, even watching my two movies that I want to talk about now, I ended up falling in back and watching like five other '80s uh, horror <laughs> movies I completely forgot about. Um, but remakes, I'm very tough on remakes, man. I'm always going to want to watch Jason kill. I'm always going to want to watch Fred. Well, if Freddie's Robert England, um, I'm always going to want to watch them kill and somebody try to keep it alive. I go in very low hopes, very low hopes. Um, yeah. yeah keep your expectations I, down. That's a must. Right. right. But I, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I feel like it's a slasher. I love the slasher genre and I want to see that. Can a slasher be made nowadays though? If you think about it, can a slasher really be made nowadays without saying, Oh, well, this is a remake too, or this is a throwback too. It's kind of hard. Uh, like you're saying, can you have an original slasher? Mm-hmm. Boy, I mean, I, I, boy, that's a that's a tough one. I mean, even when you, so, if you think about now, I, I know people would put out there that like uh, the the Hatchet movies were a throwback to the '80s and whatever. They're really not. They're mm-hmm. they're a they're a modern slasher, in my opinion. They're not something that's. I don't really know, man. Throwback to anything. I, we might bump I mean, they, heads they, on that one. Uh, it, but it's one of those things that, it, like, if I pick something that feels like the 2000s, uh-huh. I mean, really, you get like that the Leslie Vernon, the Hatchet, shit, even um, the Hills, um, what is it, the Hills uh, Run Red? That was a great, that was a great movie. I really dug that one. Like, I feel like those are all modern slashers, you mm-hmm. know? They, and while it's, a lot of people sort of blend the early, you know, 2000s with the 2010s. Right. And I, I kind of agree in that area. They don't really stand too far apart from each other, uh, other than, you know, uh, shitty CGI stuff in the early 2000s. Um, I don't know. I feel like that stuff's sort of like sort of like a modern slasher. Like, that's its own, you know, that's the 2000s slashers compared to, like, the 90s, which definitely has its own feel, which this right. movie, Hellfest, is right. absolutely a 90s slasher. You watch the at least the way the trailer makes it, you're like, yes, this is, I'm surprised Nev Campbell's not in it. I can't believe we're not having, you know, a cameo by uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Fucking Matthew Lillard. Get him Matthew back out. Matthew <laughs> Lillard's going to be in there, yeah. But, um, no, it's like, well, it's like, um, it's just, goes back to what Mike was saying with the, you know, people are quick to shit on anything original like the witch you know going back to those movies but at the same time are so ready for the remakes and so hyped for the remakes like i agreed a hundred percent when mike was saying that and you know it's kind of hard i love slashers one of my favorite genres subgenres of horror but it's so hard to really think because you got you got victor crowley he's haunting he's what he's basically haunting if you will a camp like camp crystal but in louisiana he's haunting the woods of louisiana so i feel like um, I just, to me, it's definitely not to the eighties. I would think, I don't know. Yeah, it is. But the, the way the movie plays itself out, uh, and I feel like this has a lot to do with our society. Now, mm-hmm. everything's satirical and that's the way that movie is. That's the way Leslie Vernon is. Everything's got a, like a satirical slant. And I wouldn't be surprised if this movie Hellfest, right. um, plays off, making fun of the nineties a little bit, you know, they sort of get those jabs in there, but that's right. what it looks like to me. Oh, Leslie Vernon, so, such a good movie. Such a good yeah, movie. Yeah. 
So uh, this one, it, it's interesting, and I I definitely want to see it to see which direction they go with the movie. Whether it's maybe it's just the trailer that's like putting it forward to full nineties, or mm-hmm. if it's the movie itself. I'm I'm actually kind of hoping it's the movie. Right. I haven't seen a nineties slasher in a long time, so yep. I'm looking forward to seeing another one. But the other one we picked up was Extremity. And uh, this one, I think like you had mentioned, Sean, you'd heard about it. I'd heard about this before, but I hadn't seen any footage or a trailer or anything for it. Um, so the, the trailer for Extremity came out. And this one, again, it takes place in a haunted house, but it you couldn't get a movie more opposite um, than what the, the Hellfest. Like, this is more like an extreme gore. It's very artsy, it looks like. Mm-hmm. It's very brutal. Uh, it looks like it's more poignant and that it takes itself super seriously, and Hellfest doesn't really look like that. Um, it, in my opinion, I feel like Extremity is probably going to end up being a better movie, mm-hmm. but I kind of want to see Hellfest more. <laughs> right. Well, it's funny, because I was thinking, if you put these movies together, these two if these two movies would have a baby. It would come out Funhouse Massacre. Did you guys see that one? Yep. Funhouse Massacre. Which one was that? I dug Funhouse Massacre, man. That was, it's basically like, uh, literally, um, these group of friends uh, get called out to go to a uh, haunted house, and they're essentially each scene that they go into is like a different kill, I think, if I if I remember correctly. it's a, If you would put these two together and have the extreme aspects of gore and then the fun slasher aspect of Hellfest, it uh, would okay. be that. It has a picture of the clown on the, on the cover. Just oh, like you know, movie. I didn't see Funhouse Massacre. I saw the Funhouse <laughs> from yeah, yeah, yeah. the Toby Hooper movie. Yeah. yeah, that was a little different. This is um, oof. when is this one? Two thousand fifteen. Yeah, but yeah, it's that one was um, that was definitely an underrated flick, I think as well. But Extremity is definitely artsy, gory. Um, I really dug the cover of Extremity, the one that has a skull. Because this, yeah. I'm looking at a different one now. The the side view of well, that's still pretty badass too. But um, yeah, I think uh, my buddy over at Slaughter Lamb told me about this one. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, Paul. Yeah, Paul over there told me about this one. And that's when it's actually the second time when you sent it to me, the second time I saw the trailer. I'm not big on trailers, man. I personally, I like to go in and be 100% surprised. Honestly, the only time I watch trailers is for this podcast. <laughs> right. Right. I just, <laughs> I it gives it away. It surprised. always gives too much away. I try to only yeah. watch one trailer, like Predator. I, I watched two because of the, the podcast, but like usually it's like one trailer and I'm done. Yeah. That and like Suspiria, I watch like two trailers and that's it. Right. Oh man, Suspiria. I know we talked about that last time, but I'm fucking ready for that movie. Speaking, yep. of, speaking of remakes and I'm one to shit on remakes, fuck, I am ready for Suspiria. Yeah. My body is ready. They got you. I heard you. I heard you talking about that one too. They snapped you up. They got me, man. Uh, it looks good. It looks good. It's they, they went a smart way about it. Uh, it looks they kept the idea of making like an artistic, gorgeous horror movie, but they went a different direction with you know different art style and different. You know, it, it's not it's it's the same but not the same, which is right. kind of a weird way to say it. But that's what you need for a remake. I think you, when you, uh, you were bringing up earlier, like there's not the the differences between the, like the 2010s and like the 2000s for slashers. I think the way horror movies are going, I think like the 2020s and like the mid 2010s, the aughts, if you will. Um, that's not, no, the aughts are the, the early 2000s. Whatever. But uh, <laughs> like from like, you know, a couple of years back to like starting in the 2020s, it's going to be really known for like the artistic 
No, I agree. And I, I love that part of it, man. Yeah, that me makes too. me excited for fucking the future. And you talk about this sort of genre that's being built right now. I think it's amazing. Because I think they did. I think A24 is knocking it out of the park. And then Suspiria looks just like an A24 movie. You, right. You get some competition in there. Then you're going to have more companies fucking coming in trying to beat each other. Yep. Yeah, I'm a big so. fan. I, I'm I'm liking the uh, the artsy stuff. I never really thought growing up, I didn't watch too much of the artsy stuff. I remember liking Suspiria. I honestly have probably seen it once, maybe twice. Um, but I am like in the direction, like I was saying nowadays with the art films. I know recently I watched uh, was it Through the Eyes of My Mother. Never heard and of that. That was a really, really insanely good movie. It was very art art school feel to it. Very minimal um, with dialogue really it's just very atmospheric that one and um was a girl girl walks home alone at night or whatever oh my god dude i cover that in the podcast i love that one that is another one i'm telling you i believe it's called through the eyes of my mother that one through the eyes of another oh is it italian yes oh yeah it's through the eyes of another okay okay then that's five let me see those those artsy ones as of late have really caught my attention yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, that's, uh, I mean, these like, these artsy movies, I mean, it, it's a shame that they're like considered artsy because they're actually like, I'm not going to say scary, like I'm going to be waking up in like cold sweats or anything, but they're no. like the closest thing to horror movies out right now. Because there's a sense of, you know, there's sense scary. of dread. Yeah, it's I, like, uh, I love that. Hereditary that just came out. I mean, did you guys both see that? Yeah. Okay, well, like the that to go into spoilers. If you if you haven't seen Hereditary, please go out and watch it. But um, like towards the end of the movie, where you see the mother in like the corner of the fucking ceiling, and she's crawling around on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Oh like, my god, dude! That shit. That was ending. It, the ending goes, uh, and I love that part of it because that's like sort of how a lot of these these movies end up. Like it's a real slow crawl, yep. like as the tension just kind of builds and builds and builds. And then the ending is just a full on. They blow their wide, just. All oh yeah, the <laughs> and it's it's like just like minutes. it's just like the rest of the movie. It's just over the top and absurd, and it's but it's like they do it in such an awesome way, just like the end of the witch, where they all yeah. like start floating and shit, and it whether it be exactly. if they're on like psychedelic crops that they're eating or right. it was actually like the witches floating there it was some... listen i don't care how many fucking ears of rotten corn you eat you it's not gonna make you float <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that movie man i went into i was late on that movie and through all the hate and all the love for that movie i i fell towards that love side pretty hard man that movie yeah, was good. something else glad to hear that but um, like Suspiria is going that same same way, and I'm hoping other people oh like catch boy. on to this and it, we're, like ignore all those like those people that are just gonna sit there and be like, oh, you know, I didn't think it was that scary. Okay, so <laughs> so it's fucking not the new it. The new it was not scary, but that was the best like horror movie in decades, right? Financially, mainstream, mainstream, man. Yeah. I mean, come on. When you're getting a big mainstream movie like that that fucking kills it at the box office, you got to give it props. So why so why care. is it being so successful? You know what I mean? And it's not scary in the slightest, but you know, you have something like hereditary and the witch that is actually offering, you know, uh, horrific on-screen visuals. Honestly, people are I, laughing I think, at it. I think the reason it is, uh, it were, it was so successful or whatever you want to say, um, is a large part nostalgia because there's a lot of people that remember watching it and remember being scared by the first, yep. despite the first one. I don't care what anybody says. That first fucking miniseries sucks shit. Yeah, it it's not good. Right. Um, uh, but, but 
people remember watching it and being scared by it and be like, oh, remember that was a thing back in the day. And, you know, they get involved in it. And even the younger generation's like, oh, cool. I heard a lot of things about this. You know, yeah. we're going to see the new updated one. And it had a it had a good plot. It had great character development. Um, and it had that great 80s nostalgia feel to it, which mm-hmm. was brilliant moving it to the 80s instead of the 60s. Fucking genius move right. on market marketing wise and storytelling wise on their part. Um, and I mean, it delivered, you know, you, you, you got some, you got a couple scares, you get some decent effects, you got good gore. That opening scene is fucking maybe one of the best opening scenes. That was my horror. favorite part. That was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, that was nice. Definitely. Yeah. When I when I watch that scene, I mean, I I think I had written a review for UHM about it. I don't remember. That might have been the last review I wrote for the for the main website. Um, but that opening scene like almost decided my review. I was like <laughs> watching that. I was like, holy shit! I remember sitting in the movie theater being like, whoa! Yep. All right, here we go. They got my respect right off the bat. Now just deliver a good movie after that, and yep. I felt they delivered a pretty good movie. I don't know. That's me though. But the, but I think I really think nostalgia plays a big part in the um, in the box office from it. Yeah, yeah, I definitely I, I enjoyed it. Now the other the, what I want to add to your reason why you think it was so successful is honestly, and you guys jump down my throat if you don't agree here. But so the nostalgia of the '80s, all the hype right now, and all the people that aren't on horror movies that love Stranger Things. I it's think the new kids on the block. I, th- I, knew it. I think it would bring. <laughs> I think it brought a lot of those people to this just simply by seeing the trailer and having a sort of you know kids bonding together to overtake, um, you know what's going on in their hood. Right. In Plus, their you get the kid from from Stranger Things. Yeah, that too. Yeah. I completely forgot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I like. I just finished watching Summer of '84. I'm sorry. I fucking love that movie. I thought that was a great movie. Definitely wasn't oh, a I horror seen movie. That yet. It definitely wasn't a horror it. movie. Um, at least I'm a thriller. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. It's a bunch of kids in the eighties and they're trying to take down a serial killer is really all it is. Mm. Um, I can't remember it being gore. There's one, there's one pretty, pretty decent kill scene that I remember from the top of my head, but I don't know to get you even more sidetracked. There you go. A little bit of knowledge. Yeah. (laughs) All right, cool. Well, let's, um, let's, let's get into our main topic. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know I, I, why I came up with this. I don't know. I think it was just more. Let's pick something easy to do. And by that mentality, it has it, the, the easiness is just more what you end up growing up with. And I feel like I think eh, all the, the the three white people we have on the podcast now that are in their thirties. <laughs> sorry, Mike, but it's true. You're in your thirties. Don't say I don't want to know that. <laughs> Come on, man. I just I'm I'm a new. I'm I just turned thirty. I don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> not in one my thirties. Yeah, go one of us, right? <laughs> Oh, that's great. So um we decided to talk about some cheesy eighties movies. Um why'd it take so long? That's what I want to know. <laughs> do we talk about eighties movies <laughs> no, all the time? I know. Uh, because it just it's just gonna come up. I don't know why. You know, it's the idea of a cheesy eighties movie, I don't really know what it means. I don't either. Like I was looking at a handful of these movies, I'm like I'm like, all right, because I had to refresh my mind because there's just so many of them, like Motel Hell, all this and that. And then I'm, I'm getting to, like, society, and I'm getting yeah, sure. to shit like, you know, Hellraiser and, and, and Reanimator. I'm like, all right, Reanimator, I guess it's, it's cheesy. Yeah, you got shit talking. Like, but those are some 
those are some good ass eighties horror movies. Like I don't yeah, consider yeah. them like microwave massacre type cheesy. Microwave massacre. <laughs> That's a great. Pick. I am microwave so massacre. glad you threw that out. Yeah. Val owns that on Blu-ray. Well, Death Spa. I mean, come on. There's there's clear eighties. <laughs> oh, oh my god! I wish you mentioned Death Spa before because I totally would have picked that oh, one. Man. That's a fucking. Brilliant I was thinking one. about talking about Death Spa or Killer Workout. Killer Workout. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I've never watched Killer Workout. I only got Death Spot down. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it because someone asked me recently if they were the same flicks. I actually had to look it up. I was like, no, you know what? I don't think they are. Killer but, Workout uh, is amazing. Yeah, so so yeah, there's clear cut cheese, you know, Night of the Comet, um, you sure. know, Creeps, and all that. It's definitely your cheese. Like Maniac Cop, I don't think that's that cheesy, but it's a no, great 80s know, horror man. movie. Uh, I might go cheesy on Maniac Cop, but what is cheesy? Psycho Cop. Oh my god, uh, that, that's definitely cheesy. I love that movie. Neon Maniacs. Neon Maniacs is a great cheesy slasher. Yeah, somebody brought that up in one of the one of the post comments. Yeah, uh, that's definitely fucking cheesy. Oh. So I don't know. I don't know what the definition of cheesy is, but you at home know what it is. Everybody <laughs> knows sort of what's a cheesy ass movie. Um, I think we could all say everybody here likes cheesy movies. So let's talk about some. What's what's the first main one you picked there, Sean? Um, I mean, clear cut. My favorite one's Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah. Um, Chiodo Brothers just blew it out of the park on that one. Um, I still it, waiting on that sequel, fellas. Well, sequel. There's this whole talk about sequels. There's a whole talk about um, shit. What was it? The series they wanted to do a series, and a buddy of mine uh, over at the Lamb said. That he just met with the Chiodo brothers not that long ago, and there's actually nothing in the works right now. They're 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 at a complete standstill. Oh my god! So I mean, like I said, I I would love it, and that's one of those ones where I would completely, I would still see it. Don't get me wrong, I would boycott. I feel like I would if they weren't behind it. I mean, oh yeah, they are that movie. I, I'm as strong about that as I am, you know, Robert England being Freddy. So. But I so want you to tell us about the movie itself for people that haven't seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space. What's what's the situation on this movie? So basically, it's I can't remember the name of the little town, but I remember that it opens up with, it opens up with a young Christopher Titus, believe it or not, walking um, <laughs> walking the street. <laughs> and probably my favorite cop is is Mooney. Uh, he has to be one of my favorite cops in any '80s uh, horror movies, just because he he hates life, he hates the world, and he's just absolutely disgruntled throughout this whole movie. But uh, if it's possible, long story short, these aliens invade or these clowns invade this town and start sucking up these people in quite possibly some of the best weapons. You got the cotton candy gun. (laughs) You got the uh, popcorn gun. Uh, what was the other thing that made me laugh? I completely forgot about was the- uh, I, I always I always think about the after the after the cotton candy gun, the fucking swirly straw to suck the juices out. Yeah, that was at the very. That was at the. I, uh, for some reason, I've seen this movie so many times, but I went and I watched it again the other day, and it must have been at least a good seven, six or seven years since I've seen it. I completely forgot about that at the very end, which brings me to this question: What the fuck are they there for? Like, what? Like, <laughs> they got there, and the two main characters go into the tent at the very beginning and get spotted by these clowns, and then they make a run for it, and then all of a sudden, the clowns invade this town. And then just, I wouldn't say all hell, but all fun breaks loose. Not to mention the Dickies on the soundtrack were fucking awesome. Yeah. This Great. soundtrack. That's another, I think that's a staple of cheesy 80s horror movies. It's got to have a standout soundtrack. Well, I read an article that they actually wrote the theme song before even seeing the fucking movie. And how <laughs> spot on it is. Yeah. They just, the Chiro Bros sat down and told them what it was about. 
And then you go, and I read this, and I read this article, and I went back and I watched it because I read it before I watched it, and it's hilarious to think that they had never saw this movie, and then they wrote this song for the movie. I mean, because it's 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 pretty spot on. But really, if you guys tell me what I mean, when's the last time you guys watched it? Uh, it's been at least a decade for me. Wow, I, I watched it uh, two months ago, three months ago. All right, help me. Is there, was there something that I missed? Because the other thing with me, guys, is I watch movies and I, I forget them. Like I don't, I don't usually find the plot holes. I don't usually find the well. This doesn't make sense because this, you know, this didn't happen. A lot of shit I watch isn't supposed to make sense, like these. Yeah, I think I think for these type of movies, you got to sit back and just let it hit you. You right. just have fun with it, you know. Right. Well, Mike, you what? don't have to go in and analyze every every single scene that happens in it. Oh yeah, whether it matches up with another one or not. Right, Mike. What, what, what do you know? What they were there for? I mean, <laughs> I... Is, it, is there any clear cut? <laughs> you just watch this. Mike, you know, so I'm the I'm spot. the exact same way as you. Like I'll watch a movie and like I won't remember it. It's right. It's, weird for me but that's why i have to watch movies multiple times but now that you mention it i really have no clue i mean <laughs> right, I'm, and it's I'm so funny a, to me just my decade old knowledge on this one i believe that the clowns landed to uh basically gather up snacks on their international journey i don't know that they huh. were trying to take over the world or anything i right. think they were just trying to get people to eat I don't think there was anything else. I, I, I really think that's what it was. There was a fucking pit stop. That's all yeah. it was. Yeah, it was exactly. They they dropped down in the in in the United States and just start eating people. I guess. Oh, well, uh, you know, swirling them up in cotton candy and then fucking silly strawing them to death. Oh man, it was. And then, I mean, I, just some of the some of the line. I mean, some of the dialogue in these in any eighties movie that I was watching, because um, I really did this this whole month. Really, I've been tired of anything new and watching eighties. Just some of the lines, like when they're at makeout point, which by the way, I think the whole town is at this fucking makeout point at the beginning of the movie. Because <laughs> I, I remember everybody's there making out and this ice cream truck, the brothers in the movie, pulls up and on the loudspeaker they say, We give you the stick. What is it? We give you the stick, you give it a lick. As literally <laughs> saying on the loudspeaker of this ice cream truck. And then he finishes it off with tasty treat while you screw. Or actually, I'm sorry, that was written on the ice cream truck. I just I love it. I love how it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> it's an ice cream truck just to sell to people banging. Right. Oh, man, it was great. I mean, but other than that, I mean, I, I know anybody that would be listening to this. We, we've all seen it. You know, I, I wrote down a few things that I love. You know, obviously, the um, the puppet show in the park was absolutely great with yeah. the uh, this isn't this isn't the hand puppet. This is the puppet show where it has the two little. Um, well, I guess they are. Hand, it's not shadow puppets. It's not the shadow puppet scene. But the hand puppet scene with them arguing back and forth, and yep. that guy I gets caught in candy gun. I love mean, it. when the clown gets out of the thing, the clown's like fucking, was it thirteen feet tall? I mean, yeah. in this <laughs> tiny little box, it's just. I think everything this movie makes me happy, man. I could probably talk about this movie for you know days on days on days. It is one of my favorite lines in a movie where uh, he's like, you "No, know, he's like, you're gonna you can make a dummy out of each other, but you're not gonna make a dummy out of me." And then Dude, like the next scene, right. oh, it's so great! And I next scene, he is that. a dummy. Right, I completely and I missed that one. I mean, watching it, I guess just because it's been so long since I went back to actually watch it. But dude, I think the best scene in that one is the bikers club. Oh um, yeah. When you have the little guy, probably my little, my favorite one, the little clown there riding up on his tricycle. Yeah, and oh, yeah. you feel so bad for the little guy. Too. Oh, you do. I love, He's I love that little dude. But I don't know if you guys, if you guys listen to uh, the names of these fucking bikers. One's name was uh, Slug, and uh, what was the other one? I think the other's name was Spike. Yeah. And then you had this one biker off to the side, who he has more dialogue, I think, 
outside of the guy who picks up his bike and throws it away, they gave everybody a name, but they didn't give this guy a name. This guy's name just was Black Biker, which I thought was <laughs> weird as shit. I, I, looked up. I wanted to know what the um, what the, the line was before the knock your block off, but then you have the one biker spike. Uh, say I'm going to knock your uh, block off and then, you know, remnants to uh, Jason in Manhattan, which you guys shit on, by the way, and I fucking love that movie. I Dude, love bull- that movie. Bullshit. Wait, wait, wait. You're talking back to our Friday the 13th Yes, going episode? way back to that Friday the 13th episode. But Dude, uh, anyways, yeah, that's listen, the same I, head punch. I used to be a defender of part eight. I am no longer. I have changed my ways. <laughs> part eight is garbage. Dude, man. Come it's on, man. Worst. I just, I don't know. And it, I can't remember. One of you guys did say something. It should have been called uh, Jason Takes the Boat or whatever, whatever it was. Because yeah, right. <laughs> it really was. He was on that boat yeah. a really good amount of that time. But uh, anyways, that's that same head punch that you have, you know, just literally knocks his block off. Um, and then Mooney getting made, obviously, into the puppet was absolutely phenomenal. But uh, the Chiodo brothers, again, every time I see one of these clowns on the screen, it's phenomenal. I love the makeup yeah. work behind it. I, yeah, I just, that's 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 an excellent point because the, the Chiodo brothers come from a special effects background. Oh, they do. They're in – they got their hand in a ton of shit. I don't know if you guys realize, but – uh. They they did stop motion for the fucking movie Elf. They did yeah. they did the design and were design supervisors on Critters. Um, Ernest scared stupid. They used some of the same Ernest clown scared masks. stupid. Yeah, yeah. they yeah, did. They used the same clown masks on that set. Yep. They uh, just changed them up a little bit. And I mean, dude, they got into what fucking Power Rangers movies. They did puppeteer design. Simpsons, Good Burger. They were a fucking Good Burger, dude. Good burger. Dude, oh, come shit. on, man. They did Eating all of the anim- come on. They did all the animation for Vincent, that short that um Tim Burton did way back when. I mean, dude, they've been they've been around. And not to mention my favorite one of my favorite contributions of them, large fucking Mars from Pee Wee. Dude, that oh, yeah. ruined my childhood. I will not fucking stand by anybody saying that movie didn't creep the shit out of them. Dude, I, I, <laughs> I didn't watch a full a full version of Large Marge until I was like fifteen. Oh, and I, I I'd probably seen that movie two dozen times before. I always turned my head. I couldn't watch it. That movie when he goes back to the to the diner and he talks about, dude, I love, I absolutely love that movie. <laughs> but uh, anyways, no, you know, yeah, it's this- been in everything, man, and it's just it's it's really they're one that's on my list. I, I met Kane Hodder, you know, Robert England. I want to meet too. Um, Chiodo Brothers at the very top of my list. I definitely need yeah. to uh, to sit down and and it would be awesome to have a talk with them. Just just pick their brains. They're, they're nutcases. I mean, this and and this movie is fucking. This is their baby. Yes. Uh, it makes you wish you could just have a little bit more from them because it's so whacked out. Oh, it is without question. And and then I was also reading that the there was an homage to earlier zombie movies. The reason why you shoot the clown's nose off and they and they die or essentially blow up into a confetti is they were taken back to if you shoot zombie in the brain, zombie dies. So that's <laughs> what they were. That's what they were going for. I read about with the the way that you kill these um, clowns is by popping their nose, which I yeah. thought was pretty great. So, so, what do you think about Killer Clowns, Mike? Oh, it's it's. I would say it's probably one of the best horror comedies ever made. Yeah. Like it's 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 like legendary. <laughs> I I think that the practical effects are just over the top and amazing. Especially that that gigantic clown in the end. The oh effects God, yeah. are done so well for that, and it yeah. looks so cool. That like van the, that they made that he tossed. Yeah, it's five, just yeah. it's crazy to me the, the amount of talent that went into that movie. Mm-hmm. And not only that, it's like the actors, you could tell they're having so much fun with it. 
Oh, yeah. Even, you know, the guy from Animal House, Mooney. It's like he just he's mm-hmm. just an over the top grumpy bastard throughout the whole movie. There's no redeeming qualities of that character, but he's no. one of my favorite. <laughs> but he's one of my favorite characters in the movie besides those two guys who have the ice cream truck. You know, I sent uh, that clip to my buddy on Snapchat because uh, they're like, uh, I forget their argument about. He's like, no, you did. He's like, this whole ice cream thing is your idea. He's like, no, it was your idea. No, your idea, your idea. And then they just start fighting for no reason. I was, I sent him a Snapchat. I'm like, this is you and me, like to a T. <laughs> but it's like this movie is, it's this, it's probably easily the the funniest horror movie I've ever seen. I All love right. it. Yeah, this this was a staple uh, on HBO. I think growing up when I was, you know, in the, in the early '90s and late '80s, um, this thing was on constantly, and I, I watched it a ton of times back in the day. Which is which is kind of why I haven't watched it in like ten years. I'm just like, oh, I just haven't gotten back to it. But I know, I think Arrow put out a Blu-ray of this thing. Yeah, yeah that's what I bought. It's phenomenal, dude. What's that? What's the uh, what's that artwork on it? It's the uh... Oh, the guy that did the artwork? Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a Mexicali art or something like that. I can't think I of it. Know. I'm going to sound like an idiot. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure, but uh, it's something I'm definitely going to pick up eventually. Because, um, like I said, it's been a while, and I feel like it probably looks amazing, too. Because a lot of these great 80s movies, they transfer so well to HD. Do they? they? Looking great. Plus, and it comes with a badass poster. Oh, there you go. Is it the cover? I mean, that's... Is the poster the cover? I think so. It's just like the giant. It's like that fat clown that's in there, and it's just uh, like him. Okay. And it's just, it, you can tell it's like hand drawn and shit. It's so cool, right? Nice, awesome. Yeah, that's that's well, great pick. Great pick on that one. Oh, that was so, an easy um, one, man. I was actually happy yeah. uh, when you guys asked me to do this. So give me not that I needed a reason, but it's like all right, fucking watching that one again. No question about it. There you go. What do you got for your first one, there, Mike? Um, let's see. I'll do uh, student bodies first. Oh, so Oh, I thought you weren't doing student bus. You know, so I, okay, I, I, I'll explain it to you. Like, okay, so Airplane, Airplane yes. from 1980 is one of my favorite comedies of all time. I, I'd rank that number three on my favorite comedies ever made. Um, I put it in my top three as well. I would, okay, <laughs> sidetrack. My top, my top uh, three favorite movies is Dumb and Dumber, number one, Basketball, and then Airplane. And I might move basketball down a little bit, but that's definitely top ten. <laughs> but um, I fucking love basketball, man. That's <laughs> airplane. Airplane has like that comedic, over the top, goofy ass humor was going to be uh, influenced on other things. I mean, that's that goes no question about it. And I think the student bodies horror film that came out in 1981, I think that that relied heavily on airplane type humor. Um. So, okay, if you haven't seen Student Bodies, because I haven't until yesterday, I rented it on YouTube and I was I was um, trying to look at like cheesy movies and Val was like, you should watch Student Bodies. I'm like, I have never seen it, so I might as well you know, throw it on. So I rented it off YouTube and I was looking for a serious movie from the <laughs> 80s that it was going to be cheesy. Like it took itself super seriously and it has all these like corny lines and everything. And I was like, okay. And then the opening like title card came up and it says like 26 horror movies were made last year and none of them lost money. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what the fuck does this have to do with anything? And then (laughs) that's why they made this movie. (laughs) Exactly. And then all of a sudden they shows a house and it says Halloween on the bottom. Like, okay. And then it cuts to like another scene and it's that same house on the bottom says Friday the 13th. And I'm like, 
Okay. <laughs> it was on Halloween. And then it cuts again and it says Jamie Lee Curtis's birthday. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> so as it's going on, I realize it's a horror comedy and I'm looking at it because I'm a I'm a serious IMDBer while I'm watching the movie. I'm one of those people. Yeah, guilty. And it said, and on the cover of Student Body says, at last the world's first comedy horror movie. And I'm like, this is like. What the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, and I'm like, 1981? Like a, a horror comedy? Like, that's a. You ever spoof? seen Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein? Yeah, I know. But right. it's like a, like a. Like a spoof of other horror movies from 81. I'm like, that's like way ahead of its time. So I'm as I'm watching it, it has that like that airplane type humor where it's just it doesn't take itself seriously at all and it's got like a body count on the yes. on, on the screen so every time somebody yeah. dies a body count like is superimposed on the screen and there's a part of the movie where it the guy from like the film association of america or whatever the hell it was he's like hi he's like i'm sure you're wondering why this movie is rated r and <laughs> a rated r movies are usually have you know full frontal nudity and swearing and uh, a, a low amount of gore. This movie has none of that. So I just wanted to say, fuck you. And it's like the only instance of that being said in the movie, just to get it to like an R rating. <laughs> and he just starts smiling in the in the in the camera. But like this whole movie is just a, a horror spoof. Uh, you have like this this guy who's killing off teenagers because he thinks sex is disgusting, and his name is the Breather, and yeah. he just breathes real loud. He's like. <gasps> And like he'll call the girl on the phone and he's just breathing on the other end and she puts the phone down. And throughout the rest of the movie, anybody who picks up a phone, you hear that guy breathing over the other end of the phone. And it's <laughs> hysterical to me. And he'll like and I wasn't going to put it on my like cheesy movies because this movie was like cheesy on purpose in a way. But as I was watching it, like the jokes kind of started getting a little cheesy to me. Like, I don't think that it holds up too much. Like the first like half an hour, I was like dying. It was hysterical. But I think some of the jokes are a little too airplaney and like too dry. So I felt like I came full circle. It's like, I didn't want this to be cheesy. And now the cheesy jokes are like too cheesy. Like one of the guys, he was getting the keys of the principal because they needed to go into his room. And he brings the keys back to the girl. And first he gives her cheese and she's like, I didn't want his cheese. I wanted his keys. And then she, he starts laughing and he gives her the keys. I'm like, what the fuck? And then later on in the movie, the guy's like, uh, the guy he stole the, the keys from, he's like patting himself on the chest. He's like, somebody took my cheese. I'm like, this is stupid. And it, like, it came back to that cheesy, you know, that cheesy, cheesy humor. And I think I, I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I think the ending was a little too. I don't think they really had an ending for this. I think it was kind of stupid. But other than that, I had I had a good time with it. I think it, it for a cheesy like comedy movie, I think this this holds up to that. But as like an in, actual in, like comedy movie, I, I probably wouldn't recommend it. That what, makes sense. What do you think in like the world of spoofs where you have like you know, you have something like Airplane on the brilliant side, and then, you know, you've got something like, let's say, um, Scary movie four, like on the shit side. I put like this isn't the worst like thing I've ever seen. I think the jokes are a little dated. I think they're they're perfect for nineteen eighty one. But uh I'd say like say scary movie four is a one and airplane being like a an eleven. I would say uh this would rank probably like a six or a seven. Okay. I mean that's not too bad. No. 
I'm, yeah, like, this... I'm not saying like I hated it by any means, but it's just, the jokes are pretty dated. But the yeah, they're okay. One last thing I'll, I'll say because it actually made me laugh. Like in the very beginning, they go into the home and they see chicken on the floor, and the dad like a like a chicken breast <laughs> or like a fried piece of fried chicken. So he's looking down at the fried chicken. He goes, "Hmm, chicken," and he picks it up, and it's in two pieces. He goes, "Hmm, broken." And he takes like a rubber band and he puts the chicken back together and puts it back in the fridge. Like that's the kind of humor that I love, and it's hysterical. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, it makes no sense. Ryan, have you, have you not seen this one, Ryan? I have never seen this. It. This one is not to compare the two, but you said it with Scary Movie. This is what Scary Movie was doing. Scary Movie is picking apart a bunch of different little, to me, uh, horror movies at the time. That's what Student sure. Bodies is in '81, and it is just if you like '80s movies. It's definitely, I, you know, I'm actually shocked, Mike, you put it at what you say, a six or a seven, because that's right where I would have put it. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's nothing, nothing phenomenal, but it is definitely one that will catch you off guard. And yeah. it's, it's very funny. I think that's what, yeah, that's I, why I liked it, because Val, Val told me it was a comedy. I'm like, cool. But I didn't know it was going to be like a spoof, it was like, especially from 81. Like, that's like the very beginning of the, the great 80s horror movies. And they yeah, like, had enough the material. Genre. Yeah. And they had like enough material to spoof it. And they did a really good job with it. Yeah. Not to mention that, that, that janitor, man. Holy shit. Oh, I swear to God, he doubles as the tall man or the thin man. Whatever <laughs> yeah. He's he was creepy. Creepy as fuck. <laughs> Malbert. And then in the yeah, end, he's all Malbert. like, uh, in, in real life, he's all like the pre- he is the principal. Yeah, <laughs> they like superimpose his voice into like a British person. <laughs> so stupid, man. It's definitely worth a watch. I, you know, uh, high five for Val on that wreck, man. That's a yeah, good I know. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that one out because uh, I'm I'm always down for a little spoof comedy type of thing, and yeah, that one seems to have slipped by me somehow. Yeah, that's good. Sweet. So uh, <laughs> let's see. My first pick for a cheesy '80s horror movie. Uh, I went with something a little more. I don't know. I guess a little more insane, I would say. It's uh, Extro from 1982. Uh, this is a movie written and directed by Harry Bromley Davenport. <laughs> it's, uh, it is fucking insane. Uh, if you haven't ever seen Extro, um, it's almost worth going in without knowing anything. Like, if you could, if you could skip this one little section, go ahead because, like, like if I just telling you about the movie sort of spoils some of the shit that happens in it because there's no other way to talk about extra. It's insane, um, but it it doesn't make a lot of sense in terms of like plot or like linear storytelling, but it is a fucking good time, man, to watch. You're like, where are we now? This is where we're, what's happening. I mean, the movie opens up with a father playing with his son in the yard with a little dog. And he throws a stick, which is pretty much on an arc to, to land on the roof of the house. Like, what was your plan? You're going to throw this stick on the roof just to <laughs> fuck with your dog. But as the stick gets up to like the top of the roof, it explodes into a blinding flash of light. And then a tornado starts happening. And the sun is like ripping to the side of the house. And the father like disappears. And then it says like, <laughs> three years later and all of a sudden a meteor comes crashing into the woods and like a fucking creepy ass backwards alien, which is this fantastic special effect. Like, like, uh, it's sort of like a, a reverse melting thing sort of comes back together from the ground. Um, and it, and it's just a overall, a super like original design for an alien creature. It's the head is backwards and it's walking like a fucking crab on the back of its hands and legs. Um, 
I think it like attacks a, a couple of uh, passerbys that come across the alien on the road. They drive by, and this like awesome one shot that I've actually seen posted of people like, you know, you, they post it on Reddit or they post it on something something else that says like, oh, we saw this in the side of the woods, and it shows this real quick <laughs> clip of an alien like walking on its fucking arms and legs like turned around backwards, and it's this real quick shot, but it looks great. Um, the alien escapes eventually mouth rapes a woman with like a tendril that comes out and goes into the woman mouth rapes her. And then the alien oh, dissolves and uh, the woman wakes up pregnant <laughs> from the mouth rape. And she gives birth to a fully grown man who literally tears his way out of her vagina. Ugh. And it is, Oh man. I'm not a woman, but I imagine if I was watching this, I'd be like, that's uncomfortable. There's like a piece of skin <laughs> that gets caught across the front of his face as he's pushing his way out. Have you, uh, either of like... you guys, sorry to cut you off, but that reminded me <laughs> no. of a scene from uh, the movie The Suckling. You guys ever see that? I cannot the believe suckling. that. I can't believe you just brought that up. He's <laughs> he's explaining this. Ryan's explaining this, and all I can think of is that fucking movie, <laughs> when the that <laughs> monster like when that monster shrinks himself and he and he puts himself back into the he water. runs back into the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Val Val's the one that she recommended that to me too because she's like we should watch that. She's like I saw parts of it and I'm oh. looking at her the whole time. I'm like what the fuck are we watching? This is what you picked. Yeah, oh I, I wanted God. to pick it for this, but it was made in ninety, and I was, I was like, gonna oh, say exactly. do like eighties yeah. cheese then. Yeah, that one, that movie. I actually watched that one not rec- or not that long ago, and <laughs> I just remembered like the set. Like it was just very bizarre. I think I think I have that on VHS. Oh. I have to go back. And Dude, if, you, if yeah, if you haven't seen that, that's one of the the weirdest fucking horror movies I've ever seen. The, uh, that's just but like the abortion. It's a, this, it all happens in an abortion clinic. <laughs> and the abortion clinic is a oh my God. you guys. It, it dude, it's. It's a row home. It's a fucking row home. Yeah. Like they go into this ghetto and it's a row home. They go in. Now, granted, I know it's probably a more realistic, not wanting to pay a lot of money for a type of clinic, but it's just it's just mayhem. Like it is just nuts. And the ending of the movie, I don't think I have ever laughed <laughs> so yeah. hard. Yep. Watching the end of this movie take place. <laughs> soon as you soon as you're talking about vaginas. That's I was like yeah. suckling and in, in, you know. Hey man, oh, yeah. the creature looked amazing. Remember, right? The creature looked Dude. absolutely Oh yeah, it was great. So this is like 1982, right? And this is definitely the scene that got this thing put on the UK's video nasties list. Like it was illegal to own this oh. movie <laughs> without a doubt because of that vagina scene. That's hilarious. It's been um, so long since I've seen Extra. I would not be. Yeah, it's. it's it- it's fantastic. You're just like, well, I say that, but I mean, it, fantastic in terms of special effects and gore. You're like, wow, that's fucking good. Right. The dude's crawling out. He's got like a five o'clock shadow coming out of the womb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so like, so the dad, the dad eventually meets back up with the son, uh, moves in with the mom and the stepdad. Even though it's three years later, the son looks the exact same age. Apparently kids don't age as much as you would. Especially think. younger ones. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, some weird shit happens. The father, he, he eats some snake eggs, and then he sucks his son's neck, uh, giving his kid some psychic powers. Uh, and now we start the real batch of crazy stuff. That was just the fucking warm-up. Like, that's just like, you know, it, it's ramping you up for what's going on. So, like, the the kid is able to now psychically generate a razor blade <laughs> yo-yoing clown. <What>? And... <laughs> A killer giant robot army man toy 
that goes over and stabs the neighbors, like, uh, the, the old crazy lady that lives downstairs. He, like, busts the door down and, like, stabs her under the couch. Um, the slutty babysitter eventually gets cocooned by the young son who excretes a bunch of fucking weird shit into her belly. The stepdad is attacked by a panther that's now roaming the halls. Never explained. Um, a bunch of more weird shit happens. And um, eventually the babysitter that was cocooned up starts producing eggs and shit. And the like little person clown that was like throwing the razor blades around before is now collecting the eggs and putting them into a fucking uh, a giant cooler full of I don't know if it's cement or fucking uh, what do you call it oatmeal or something. Some like Jesus. green oatmeal. He's putting eggs in oatmeal and it's fucking it's out of this world. Eventually, the father ends up banging the mother and turning into an alien while he's banging her, and she doesn't like that, obviously. <laughs> she doesn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> it is, dude, and it, it's just fucking balls to the wall crazy, has an awesome ending, leaves it open for a sequel, which it did get. There was extra two and three, neither of which have anything to do with the first one, despite being written and directed by the same fucking guy. Oh. Like, he makes the sequels and is like, nah, fuck all that shit. We're <laughs> doing something new this time. Um, it's balls to the wall. It's got a fully original synth soundtrack done by the director himself. Oh, wow. And this oh, guy, kudos. he is, yeah, he is no John Carpenter, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> um... But it's it's interesting. Like I love the originality of it. I've never seen another movie like it. Hey, would you say the Blu-ray uh, is worth sixty three dollars? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because no. that's on Amazon. That's on Amazon. Oh, limited edition. That's the only Blu-ray I, they have. <laughs> I have a. I got a double feature: extra one and extra two on DVD. Uh, I got it like a long time ago. I have no idea what it's going for. for Oh my god. They have an extra five disc special edition, two Blu-rays, two DVDs, and a CD, an extra figure, like a statue, a t-shirt, a 35mm film? What? For $200. Wait, 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 wait. It comes with a 35mm? It's a, it's in a different language. <laughs> What's the shipping on that? <laughs> it's uh, 194.73. Oh. Oh my god. Um I'm going to say listen, I really like this movie and if it if there was a Scream Factory or an Arrow, yeah. That's I, what I was would looking highly, for. I would definitely consider it. I'd be like, yeah, this is fucking crazy enough to, to buy on Blu-ray, but not for 60 bucks or whatever you said. Like 25 bucks or 18 bucks, absolutely. Um you can find it on DVD, guys. This is not a difficult one to find. It's fucking weird as shit. I'm sure it's on YouTube for rental and all that stuff. It's worth checking out. Just like, just listen to that description of the things I told you that happened. If you're like, what the fuck was that? That's the movie, man. I'm not going to lie. I did try to uh, look it up to give it a watch because uh, it's been so long. Um, and uh, it was not available on uh, Amazon Prime. <laughs> just really? not available. Not even to buy. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> extra. Oh. I know you mentioned, Mike, that the Red Letter Media guys did it, and I did not even remember seeing that. Was I on one of their best of the worst? Yeah, if you, I just typed in extra, and Red Letter Media is the first one. It's five years ago, and they do a best of the worst. The Killer Eye, oh they God. bite an extra. That's like one of the earlier ones. Holy shit. Yeah, Extro's on YouTube if you want to watch it. I don't know if it's in a different language or not, but it's uh hour and 20 minutes, 1983. 
Um, I think it's worth checking out if you guys haven't seen it. It's it's crazy, it, and it's it's one of those movies like don't sit there and try to figure out exactly <laughs> what's happening. Just let it happen to you. Like just let it, let it experience. There's weird snakes around all the time, and there's they come across like a dead rabbit covered in maggots and of shit course, in the woods. Of course, none of that has anything to do with anything. It's just something that happens in the movie. Just remember, it's the eighties. That's yeah. that's really yeah, all you need. 80s, that's what you got to take away from this. You can watch a scuba diving ninja cat kill somebody. In I the mean. 80s. Like what? What I'm really I'm, I'm most excited about is I might actually do this. There's a, there's a DVD commentary on the DVD I have, and I really want to listen to the director's commentary on this, <laughs> just to see what was going through his head when he was doing this shit. Oh man, that's great. <sighs> so, that was my first pick. What's your second pick you had there, Sean? So there were so many, man. There's this really could have been so long. Deadly Spawn. I really wanted to do Deadly oh. Spawn. Love oh it. my god! But, Love um, wait, is that your spawn. pick? No, no, no. I need oh. up. I need up. I need up going with the stuff. I mean, we could it. do a quick shout out to Deadly Spawn. I think uh, I know Mike is with me on this. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, Everybody Deadly Spawn. I'd give it. an eight out of ten to. I love deadly spawn so much yeah, it's it's another one that it's been so long and it would have given me an excuse to uh to pop it on again to watch it but yeah i caved and went to uh the stuff because i mean jesus that's that's pretty Dude, I'm, I'm with you on the stuff man i yep. am fully behind you on this selection but um yeah so i looked it up again and uh, after after watching it i still need to get my hands on one of those cartons um apparently had stuff. yeah cohen he had <laughs> so much of it uh left over you know that's why because you see a lot of people on these um on the Facebook group or anything like that, that will post it with him, with him signing it. I've got, so, um, Oh, you do. Yeah. Yeah. A little one. Yeah. But this movie, man, this movie is great. It basically, I think what Cohen was going after was consumerism in the eighties. Basically it's about this. Um, I don't even know if it's fucking ice cream yogurt. That's the other thing (laughs) that the, the, the movie starts with this shit spewing out of the ground. (laughs) <laughs> and you got a random guy just walking up to it, sticks his finger in it, and his first thought is to put it in his fucking mouth. That's my favorite part of the movie. And he's like, oh, this is random good. dude. This is finds, <laughs> dude. <laughs> he finds shit bubbling out of the ground, and he's like, oh, let me taste this. This is like pretty first good. Time. And it's fucking white. Come on, man. Yep. White, and they shot this in the snow. So his buddy comes up behind him, and he's like, hey, man, here, try this. And his buddy's like, oh, I don't eat snow. I don't eat snow. Fucking takes it off his finger eats it <laughs> so they're both eating this saying it's really good and then out of nowhere the next shot is the uh, main kid going downstairs and this stuff is in the refrigerator and i'm thinking to myself i'm like what the fuck is it like i thought at first i thought it was ice cream and it's just being kept in the refrigerator i could tell you grow up in the 80s and eating a lot of fluff that is what i oh my god it dude yeah absolutely it's essentially what i equated it to but um, so basically, uh, the this this stuff, the stuff takes over, and you know everybody is what's the can't get enough. What, what's the? Uh, I forget. I can't oh, get enough of the stuff. I think it was. Yeah, that's um, probably something like it. But yeah, so I'm sitting here watching this, and basically, this kid absolutely hates the stuff. He sees it moving in the refrigerator. Um, which, by the way, uh, stop motion really needs to make a strong comeback. And films because I love watching stop motion in in eighties. Um, the gate, the gate that was in the eighties though. Was it the gate was in the nineties? Wasn't it? No, gate was eighties. Was yeah, it? Damn, that's another one. Yeah, Val, Val's a huge supporter of stop motion. 
she loves because uh, she did art for a while and uh, she anything stop motion she's like addicted to. Right. I just yeah. I don't know, man. I just I, I really like it's a lot better than CGI. Yep. Um, but anyways, uh, so they go back in this detective. Uh, David Moe Rutherford gets on the case, which is Michael uh, Mary. How do you say his name? Mariardi. Moriarty. 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 Yeah, because I you know I didn't I, I I missed the train with a bunch of the shit that he did. Cause I know that he's a pretty big guy. Um, Paul, I love, I love him, dude. He is one of my favorite fucking horror actors, right? Especially when teamed up with Larry Cohen, yep. right? And that's the that's it. I noticed him, right? And I noticed him from other things. I just didn't know a lot of his. And honest to God, there's a lot of Cohen um, that I still need to check out. You know, he reminds me of. He reminds me of like, and this sounds stupid, but it, it reminds me of a guy doing like a Bill Burr impression. Oh my god. Like he's like Bill Burr of the 1980s. Like it, I don't know, just the way he ends up talking to people and like, what are you kidding me? You can't do that. Right. He just starts going crazy and f- fucking flipping out. He looks like a mixture of an old young Ed uh, Ed Harris to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I could totally Ed see that. But um, uh, what's the guy's name? Robocop. He looks a little bit like uh. Oh uh, fuck. Uh, what the fuck's his name? Peter. No. No. God damn it. I have to look that one up. We are pieces of shit. Is it Weller? Yeah, Peter yeah, Weller. Yeah, Peter, Peter Weller. Peter Weller. Yeah, right. I was right on Peter. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> he kind of does. But um, I don't. No, I, I, yeah, he is fucking so good in this movie, man. I love it. He's such Absolutely an ass. Like he's it. like the whole scene on the boat when he's getting hired, and he already knew that he was hired, <laughs> and he he puts a. What I love is he he claims to put that uh, microphone in the dude's uh, jacket pocket. And I'm watching this. I'm picking this apart at this point. I'm like, so this guy managed to put a lapel on his coat, but he didn't see this fucking big ass. Mic. It was just like a, a a bug that he put in his pocket. And I don't know. He he carried him, himself with such arrogance throughout this whole movie. Yep. And I loved it. I mean, it was spot on. Even though I have to give it to Garrett Morris, he was my favorite part of this whole yeah, movie. He was great, too. I love Chocolate Chip Charlie, which... <laughs> which is probably one of my favorite character names can we can we talk about the plot for like a, a real quick second because this is just one of my favorite parts of the whole fu- of the whole film dude how how the reason how him and chocolate the chip met, they, were the best the reason they hire michael moriarty the um the ice cream and like yogurt or, or fucking dessert Empire. I don't know if you know what you call it. They're like the, the czars or conglomerates yeah. that open that like own the ice cream industry all gathered together on this boat and they hire, hire Michael Moriarty to investigate this stuff because they're losing so much business to it. And like the idea that there's like one guy in charge of the ice cream industry yeah. for whatever reason is hilarious. Right. And then like eventually he meets up a chocolate chip Charlie <laughs> who's got his own chocolate chip Charlie cookies that he's selling well uh, it cracks me up he's like a minor guy on that same like scheme level i love it well they so i also read that he's modeled after uh famous amos is what his character is oh okay because famous amos apparently um i I don't know all this trust me i'm not i'm not this i don't remember a lot of this knowledge i actually looked this one up because i wanted to know more about um (laughs) garrett morris in this movie but the best part is when garrett and and michael or or mo and chocolate chip char charlie meet is probably one of my favorite scenes in this because Moe's in the middle of nowhere in this in the town in which that it happened, um, where all the uh, people originated for the stuff, and now they've just disappeared and moved to shit. What was it, Midland, Georgia, or something like that? Well, yeah. there's this car that pulls up in this town, and Moe goes over there. He's curious as to who the hell it is, and all of a sudden, after Moe opens the, the car door, Garrett Moore or Chocolate Chip Charlie 
jumps over the top of the fucking car <laughs> and they go at it with each other, <laughs> throwing punches. They get up and they're best friends just out of fucking nowhere. They're best friends. <laughs> It was so fucking stupid, man. It was so oh, good. Oh, fuck. I love it. I love that. Um, so they, they team up uh, and end up finding the kid who uh, hates who hates the stuff just as much as everybody else or just as much as Mo does. And they don't want to steal, by the way. They don't want to steal the stuff. They just want to tweak it. They want to make it better because it's not that they're trying to make the world better. That's where the consumerism pops in. They just want a piece of the money. It's really all these yeah, of course. dollars or conglomerates really want. But I mean, just some of the, and it wasn't gory. And the funny thing with me is I like dumb gory comic or dumb gory horror. Both my movies had no gore in it whatsoever. I mean, granted, <laughs> the scenes in this movie are so comical to me that it just surpasses gore. And to I mean, me, it's just funny. One, the one scene where Chocolate Chip Charlie, like his mouth is just fucking. Yeah, but that's so comical to me. Like that's the very end. That is probably another one of my favorite scenes. Obviously it's the scene that yeah. this movie's known for, but there is another scene after chocolate chip, Charlie and uh, Mo get away from the town that they fought in. They're fighting off these people that are chasing them. And I don't know if you noticed, but when chocolate chip, Charlie goes to punch one of the dudes, his fucking arm flies off and he starts <laughs> spewing out this white shit. Cause the chocolate chip or the, uh, the stuff's eating the people. But I mean, it's just, that and then and then the scene in the house, <coughs> excuse me, the scene in the house where um, who was it? Mo and um, Nicole, who was played by uh, Andrea. Well, I can't say her last name, but she's been she's been in a handful of things. the The stuff goes after after one of the guys that breaks in the hotel room that they're staying in, and it's a an exact replica of how Freddie um, got Johnny Depp. With the blood bag. No, they yep. literally they use that room. They use, they use the yes. same prop room yeah. in from Nightmare on Elm Street where they have the blood shooting out of the bed. Right. Same thing. Same thing with the stuff. Right. And it's it's what which which did you guys which did you guys like better? I mean, we know that Freddy's iconic, and that scene is crazy. But I thought it was absolutely hilarious, which is fucking white stuff instead of blood. I mean, uh, it's one of those things that I saw Nightmare on Elm Street way way before I saw the stuff. I right. didn't see the stuff until. Early 2000s, honestly, I didn't catch it up until like after it had already gone through its video run and right. all that stuff. Um, so, but I was super familiar with the Nightmare on Elm Street. So when I watched that scene of the stuff, I'm like, this is just Nightmare on Elm Street. And it wasn't until later, you know, that I IMDb'd it and looked it up. I'm like, oh, it was. They literally took that same rig yeah. and used it. it was, I just thought they were copying it. No, well, it's pretty clever. And they used, um, they used a lot of different methods for like what they used for the actual substance. I mean, I heard that they used, sure. uh, what actual melted down ice cream? They, yeah, a shaving cream, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, like. was it ground up fucking fish bones? Who thought of that? To me, that is weird <laughs> as shit. Yeah, the so yeah. so at the uh, towards the end when it shoots out of the fucking building that they break into the factory. I'm getting I'm getting way out of uh, order here. If there ever was an order, that was <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot more. So they ground up fucking fish bones, which to me is just weird. I don't know if it was a consistency thing, but the uh, the crew remember being sick. Um, from the from the smell of it, huh. I just thought I just Jesus. thought that was weird. Very it had weird. to be like a like a special effects secret or something. Yeah, oh, pff, yeah well. I'm, I'm sure there's all kind. Of, I, you know what? I know. Th I think this is also on Arrow Video. I think they also put out a version of the stuff. I'm sure they got all kinds of great behind the scenes shit for it. Well, there was something that I don't know if you guys caught uh, the Where's the Stuff? You know that that cameo was the uh, same lady in the Burger King commercials. 
Oh, where's the beef? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know it was a lady. That's great. Yeah, it was. I had to go back because I was looking. I mean, I don't I don't know when that commercial first aired, so I don't know the difference in time. Um, but I thought that was pretty hilarious. Yeah. Um Yeah, that's that's a great one. Uh Mike, you like you like some of the Cohen movies. What do you think of the stuff? Oh, I love the stuff. I mean, at first I didn't really care for it when I first watched it, but then, you know, as I watched it more and more, I'm like, this I gotta put myself into a different mentality when watching this, you know, as, as uh, Sean said, you can't like, you can't pick these kind of movies apart because yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, this is, you know, especially with a Larry Cohen movie. I mean, my second movie is a Larry Cohen movie. So it's like, <laughs> you just really can't take it seriously. What was no, Cohen's no, first horror movie? Wasn't it? Um, It's alive. Uh, I think it's alive. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, mean, at least that I'm off the top of my head. That's the one I think of. I mean, maybe there's other ones. Let me just say it was very hard. Let's everyone type in Larry Cohen. <laughs> it was, let's just, IMDb. Real quick. Let's just say it was very hard to not pick Street Trash. That is probably <laughs> probably <laughs> at the top of my list, and it's actually a good because um, you guys know yeah, I do that. It's a good battle. It's a seventies. That's a good right? battle. No, that's eighty-seven, man. Oh shit! Is it that late? Yeah, I thought that was in the seventies. That's yeah, a good a, battle to have alive. Street Trash and the stuff. It's, it's alive. Both about- it was uh, 1974. That was his first horror movie. That yeah. was before God told me to, too. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Brain We're going to have to do an It's Alive series, I think. Uh, no, Brain Damage was, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Henelotter. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, he needs a special on himself, man. Because Frank and Hooker, Frank and Hooker with that Super Crack is, is insane. <laughs> I love that movie. Dude, any movie with Super Crack is fucking. <laughs> so good. That's an A. Plus. So good. Oh, yeah, that's a great pick, man. I fucking love that movie. That's that's that is a definitive '80s cheese movie. I think like you you have a good time. Don't think too much about it. The stuff is happening, man. Just let it go. Just go with it. See where it goes. Okay. You know what I also love about that movie? So you know. Um. Well, toward <laughs> towards the end, the way they solve the problem is by going to like a a right wing militia to, that wants to take down the government by convincing them that the stuff is like a government owned thing, so that they all invade. And start like shooting up the place, like it's this weird fucking like. No hey, sense. Hey, let's all makes no sense. Let's go to the let's go to the crazies to help us solve this problem. It's so it's pretty funny. Torvino starts to lo- tabs with all these guys. They they all squeeze yeah. in a fucking cab. It's so weird, man. <laughs> I love that take on it. All right, Mike, let's go to your second one there. Uh well, my second movie was also a Larry Cohen movie starring <laughs> Michael Moriarty, called a yes. called Q, the the Winged Serpent. <laughs> and uh, this was before the stuff. This was in 1982. And I got to say, before watching this, the only Michael Moriarty movie I've ever seen was the stuff. So I thought his performance in the stuff like that obnoxious, southern, egotistical asshole <laughs> was like him naturally acting. But when you see him in this movie where he's just like kind of like an ex junkie who's super down to earth and he's just kind of like he wants money and he's a very good actor. I was not aware of how good of an actor he is because he's like the total opposite in this movie. Um, but the whole uh, like plot of this movie is, well, it's a Larry Cohen movie. So once again, you take this with, you know, you step your realism back a little bit. Um, it starts off with a window cleaner uh, washing a window. Cause he's, he likes this girl that he's like snooping in on. And all of a sudden, two seconds later, his head gets torn off 
and she starts screaming and like the first like intro of this movie is some headless dude on the side of a building and there's like blood uh pissing on people on the ground and shit it's it's hysterical <laughs> and um so david carradine is in this for some damn reason and uh shaft is in it as well richard roundtree yep and they're like detectives trying to figure out why these people are dying and throughout throughout the movie these people keep dying and they have no idea why so um it turns out there is a giant winged serpent going around new york city um snatching up people and the reason why this is is because michael moriarty is like some like two-bit like thug and he robs a diamond store with some people and while he's running away he runs up to this uh to the chrysler building in new york and he goes to the very top of it and he sees an egg there and he sees like this uh the serpent egg there and he starts freaking out and more and more people start dying and david carradine is still trying to figure out what's going on and he sees the victims are flayed like their skin is all torn off so immediately he goes to like this museum curator and the museum curator is like goes yes it's from a winged serpent it's it's all uh whatchamacallit it's all like uh uh, what do you call it? Why do you? How do you kill people for something else? What do they call it? Sacrifice. Yeah, it's all like sacrificial <laughs> stuff. Like that's their first to go to. Well, well, it's it's an Aztec sacrificial thing that he points yeah, out. Yeah, and it's just like immediately he's like, it's, you know, Aztec sacrifice, bro. You know, that's what it is. And uh, so no one really believes David Carradine, and but the whole movie is is really put together very well, and I was shocked. <laughs> to how much I enjoyed this. This was really, really good, and that's that's partially to Michael Moriarty just being like this. Uh, not even he shouldn't even be like the main character because he's just like this, he's like a dirtbag. He's just a, a, a pure <laughs> scumbag, and he's just like a piece of shit. He like admits to beating his girlfriend and everything, and <laughs> and being like an ex junkie, and he's just like. You know, he's just, he cries and shit because he's scared. And it's, it's he like, he has no purpose of being a lead in this movie, but he does such a great job with the, the performance. And David Carradine's in it. And he's like, he's on one part of this. He's on the side of a building with a machine gun, just fucking trying to take down this winged serpent. And at that point, <laughs> I'm like, I am so glad I've, I, I turned this on because this is a blast. So yeah, I uh, I I couldn't recommend Q enough. I really want to buy it because even the artwork for this damn thing—it's like this giant serpent holding a naked woman on top of a New York building. Oh yeah, it's great. It's this movie's fantastic. This I feel like it's almost the culmination of our discussion. I feel like bad for saying that (laughs) before I've given my last movie. Yeah, but it really is. It's like you got the Cohen stuff, you got the great stop motion shit. Oh yeah, and Michael Moriarty's amazing. And this is what I was initially looking for, like a movie that was super cheesy and like David Carradine's performance. It looks like I know he's not, but it looks like he's like taking it seriously, and all the actors look like they're taking it seriously. Like they're like looking in the sky, and they're actually scared of this fake stop motion. It's perfect. It's like perfect cheese. Yeah, like if you compare Carradine in this to like probably honestly his greatest performance is probably in Kill Bill. Oh yeah, where he he actually puts it forward. It's not far off in terms of performance. No, not at all. They're like right on par there. And my favorite scene in this movie 
is when Moriarty goes into the mayor's office and he's like got his demands. He's like, I want two million dollars. Yeah, he wants and I want he th- wants a complete immunity for all of his ex crimes. Yeah. And he says like for future crimes too. For future crimes. And then he's like, I want he's, he's like, I want a million dollars tax free. He's like, I've never paid taxes before and I'm not gonna start now. <laughs> <laughs> And he said something else, too, which is just absurd. It was hilarious. I, but, but I love that scene because the mayor, like, the look on the mayor's face as he's giving this thing is like, who the fuck is this guy yep. and why are we listening to him? Yep. Um, I Yeah, the, the whole movie is fantastic. I, and it, despite being made in the 80s, it still has that, like, 70s feel of New York City. Oh, like, definitely. It's really, it's really grimy and gritty. It's got that, like, dirty, hairy aspect to it almost i think i think it really has the you know the way new york is portrayed in something like dirty harry that stands out but the uh you know the the stop motion effects on the monster uh the um (laughs) the people shooting out the windows and like the big confrontation and there's the egg and all the other shit that happens in it i don't know this movie absolutely cracks me up uh, it's a it's a hard call between this and the stuff, which, which is my favorite Cohen Moriarty movie. Um, but I usually <laughs> lean towards Q because Carradine puts it over the top. I think. Yeah. I think he adds that like straight man element that works perfectly in this. Yeah, this one this one goes on my embarrassed I have not seen yet list. Oh, I like the first time I watched it was today, so I don't feel too bad. Well, it's, wow, it's funny. Just today, yep. Ryan was uh, texting me the uh, the movies we were going to talk about and. Uh, he said, um, you know, Mike's going to do Q. And I thought I saw and the winged serpent. And I was like, oh, I haven't seen those two. I, I haven't seen those two movies. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, and I felt like an idiot, what I was thinking. And for the life of me, I want to tell myself I was thinking of the movie Visitor Q. But I was like, yeah, I, I definitely have not seen this Cohen flick. So I definitely need to get on this. It's got a great yeah, tagline, too, because the tagline right. is its name is uh quits a codal just call it q that's all i'll have time to say before it tears right. you apart <laughs> well, going, going back to the posters though man a lot of the artwork is phenomenal on a yeah. lot of posters in the 80s i was telling ryan that i just watched galaxy of terror for the first time oh. in a long time with clint fucking howard yep. and that poster is amazing the i really oh, no 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 hey, i'm sorry i'm saying hey baby no 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 i'm not talking Tearing no 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 up. i was talking evil speak Evil Speak poster. Oh, Evil oh. Speak. Yeah, yeah sorry, with Clinton Howard. And then, yeah, Galaxy of Terror with um with Sid and with Robert England. Yeah, that that movie was fucking great. <laughs> that movie was amazing. That was another one I watched. Yeah, but yeah, my Galaxy of Terror was in the 70s, wasn't it? No, I'm pretty sure that was no, 80s. Oh, I'm pretty sure that was really? 80s. Yeah. Fuck, I should have picked that one. But Sid Haig. Fucking bug ring. What's, what's your favorite? Oh, what's your get off topic? What's your favorite Sid Haig um, movie? Okay, honestly... Um, so I'm a huge Devil's Rejects fan. I will not apologize for it. I don't give a fuck what you think about Rob Zombie. I love both of his first movies. I don't care what anybody says. But other than that, uh, if I'm going to put, if I'm going to, because I think he really stands out in that. Um, uh, honestly, despite him having like a real, um, a, you know, much smaller part in it, Spider Baby, which Amy got me onto, that movie is one of those ones that, it came out, I think, in the 60s, and it didn't get any press, and nobody fucking saw it, and it was, it's only had, like, a more modern resurgence. That is such a good fucking movie um, with fucking, what's-his-face, the uh, uh, Lon Chaney Jr., yeah. and one of his last roles, Sid Haig's in it as, like, a 14-year-old, 15-year-old kid. He's crying, son of a bitch, and I made that movie. I cannot believe Dude. it. You said that. That is by far my favorite movie of his. 
Spider it Baby is, blew my mind away. And I saw it maybe six or seven months ago. Blew my fucking mind. Dude, I just got Sid Haig to sign my Blu-ray of Spider Baby. Like this last uh, the convention I went to down in Virginia. Yeah. I was like, dude, Sid, I fucking love this movie. And I asked him, I was like, oh, you know, um, what kind of interaction did you actually have with like Lon Chaney? You know, did you guys like sit around a lot and was there time in the set? And he goes, he looks at me, he's like, you know, honestly... He's one of the biggest influences on my career, and he sat down and pretty much laid out his entire career for me. He was one of my best friends coming into movies, and the guy made a huge difference in my life. Oh, that's awesome. Holy shit. Yeah, that's cool as shit, man. That's awesome. Dude, it's awesome. It's, it's so cool. And to watch that movie again, if you haven't seen Spider Baby, look it up. It's on Amazon it, Prime. I haven't seen it, but I'll, I'll probably watch this tonight. Like, it's really, really so good. I, lo- I love Lon Chaney, right? This is, you've never seen a Lon Chaney movie like this. Like, he actually gives a fucking performance that you like, you're like, wow, he's a great actor. Yeah. You know? Up until that point, you're like, oh, he's a guy that puts on wolf makeup and runs around and goes, Rrr. He was always really good, I thought, though. Like, even in the Wolfman movies, he was just, he actually looked like he gave a shit. Yeah, you gotta watch Spider-Baby. It's, it's a completely different Completely different Lon Chaney. Yeah. I mean, he's the star of the movie. Sid Haig's like a little side part. You know, there's a whole bunch of like kids just, that are all abused. Just a twisted family. It's a really twisted family. If you think about it, it kind of is like a Devil's Rejects or a House of a Thousand. It is. It, it's, it's, it is a precursor to Texas Chainsaw almost. Yeah, there you go. That too. Definitely. And by the way, I almost picked the uh, sequel for for a cheesy one. for this Texas movie. 2? And <laughs> yeah. I will live and die by the fact I love that movie. Hey, listen, I've gone on record that that's my favorite Texas movie, and I will not. I don't disagree, off. personally. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, oh, second is, of course, Next Generation. <laughs> well, dude, don't. Oh, my God. I got to a huge argument with Amy on that one. <laughs> terrible. All right, let's uh, let's move this along. We'll close it up here. The last one I picked, a uh, little bit to do with some of the others we picked, coincidentally. Um, I picked uh, Critters, 1986. Oh, God. Uh, directed by Stephen Herrick. Uh, who also did Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Ted, Mr. Holland's Opus, and 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> that dude's got a hell of a career. That's, it's so amusing. I love that it just happens to be those things. Uh, but also, special effects by the Chiodo Brothers. Yep. So that sort of wraps us back around. Um, one amazing thing about this movie that I did not remember till I started playing it again, it's fucking PG-13. Hmm. I, I didn't know that. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, I didn't know it either. I'm like, oh, this is weird. Um, so it's a great 1980s movie. It it stars uh, D. Wallace as everybody's favorite 80s horror mom. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a great cast of solid B actors. Some familiar faces would be like uh, Lynn Shay is in it. Um, you know, from the Conjuring movies mm-hmm. and whatnot. She plays the dispatcher. Uh, as well as, drumroll please, everybody, a mulleted rat-tailed Billy Zane. <laughs> He's the boyfriend. <laughs> a car. That's stupid car. No spoons no on your end, Mike? No, I, you know, I don't really care. Val, Val's the Billy Zane fanatic in, uh, in that. Yeah. Oh, come on. Billy Zane in the Phantom? Get out of here, man. See, okay, when we met Billy Zane, sorry, sidetrack, when we met Billy Zane no, last no, no, weekend, no. like, uh, Val was like, oh, what should I get signed by him? Should I get Dead Calm or should I get Kingdom Hearts? And I'm like, you Dead sh- Calm. I, immediately I was like, you should get Phantom signed because the Phantom is the greatest movie in cinematic history. And I, I watched that when it first came out at the drive-in when I was younger. I'm always partial to the Phantom. I love it. And she got Dead Calm signed. And uh, that guy was Good so call. cool. 
He was that's awesome. Yeah, he was such a cool guy. He was real nice. You know he stopped. He, was, he like talked to both of us and everything. He was real nice. He was really good in Dead Calm. Yeah, he was. Just you know, just by being a weird oh, yeah. '80s movie, but that one was fucking great. He did a good job in that movie. Yeah, you know, I'm partial to uh, what's his face. Um, who else was in Dead Calm? What the fuck's his name? Oh, um, uh, not not. I'm, I'm Sam Neil. Uh, Sam Neil. Sam Neil. Oh, Sam Neil. Yeah, yeah, like I just watched Jurassic Park. Three. I was gonna yeah, say, I let's tie that around back to Jurassic Park. <laughs> Sam Neil's like, <laughs> I love Sam Neil. So when Val introduced me to Dead Calm, she's like, "You gotta watch this." I'm like, "Cool." I'm like, "It's a thriller with Sam Neil and Nicole Kidman and fucking Billy Zane." I'm I'm down for that. And it was a good movie. Yeah. So yeah, it's you know, yeah. Phantom's great though. And of course, Demon Knight. I I would probably pull Val didn't even like thing, Demon yeah. Knight. Oh my god! I know Dude, that's that that's most, what I said. I was like, "How do you?" That was like... the most Billy Zane performance <laughs> Billy Zane has ever done. Yep. Never top that. No. <laughs> oh fuck! All right, so let us let's see what else we got here. Yeah, so Critters. I mean, if you haven't seen Critters, I don't know. It, it, it's a it's a classic. Um, movie opens up on. And this is sort of my favorite part about it, that there's like lore to critters. Like it's <laughs> it's much more in depth than your average movie. They're like on a they're like on a prison asteroid, and uh, all the critters, or as they're called by the space folk, the crites, are um, being you know kept. They're like oh they're in, they're in captivity or whatever, and they break out and they escape and they steal a spaceship and they blast off to Earth. It's very similar to Night of the Creeps, which came out the same year. Uh, like the beginning of the Night of the Creeps, if you watch that, it's kind of like very similar. Only the Critters was like a couple months before, mm-hmm. so you have to wonder, like, how the fuck did they come up with the same exact thing? Because you know they were making the movies at the same time. The opening scene um, of Creeps is phenomenal, fucking yeah. phenomenal with that creature. It's great, so great. So, so as the, the Critters escape, right? They the prison <laughs> guards hire two of the galaxy's top bounty hunters <laughs> called in to capture the Krites. And they're just like these faceless fucking mongoloid, you know, you don't know what they look like. They're, they're nothing. They just have no face. And as, as they're driving to Earth, you know, they're like, oh, we have to assume, you know, Earth culture. So they flip through a whole bunch of scenes and it shows like the typical like flash through of Earth's history of like, you know, uh, all battles and slavery and fucking World War One, World War Two, and then, the, you know, the 60s, 70s, and it just flashes up, and the guy stops it on, like, a 1980s hair metal <laughs> song, The Power of the Night by Johnny Steele, oh my God. which is apparently done by an actual band. I forgot the name of it. but um, And he assumes the face of Johnny Steele, which I thought, always thought was hilarious. And he looks over to the other guy, and he's like, you need to assume a face. And he goes, <laughs> none of them agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> like he just goes into Earth. I don't know. I, I like this is the kind of stuff I love in some of these cheesy movies. This is definitely a cheesy movie. Oh yeah, you're just here to have fun and like laugh at some of the dumb shit that happens. Yep. And like a lot of the dialogue and the things that happen in it, the it this movie came out of the critter. I'm not sorry, not critters. The um the gremlins. Uh, overflow of films were like, oh, we need little monsters ghoulies. attacking things. Yeah, Ghoulies was one. Hobgoblins was amazing. I love Hobgoblins. <laughs> yep. um, what's what's that other one? The uh, Munchies. Oh my um, god! Yeah, there's a ton of them. And so this one, they they're like, it really feels like an Amblin movie. It feels like Steven Spielberg for whatever reason had a hand in this, but someone took it away from him and made it like violent and full of swears and shit. Oh yeah. 
Uh, so, you know, the movie just goes on. Critters attack people, and they end up starting... They shoot little darts, and they kill people. And um, the the one uh, character keeps changing faces from different people in the town until he finds one that he likes. That agrees with him. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> that one that agrees with him. There's hilarious scenes in the bowling alley and going to a church and blowing everything up while the critters are attacking this one family and, like, really torturing them. Um, I don't know. This was a film I grew up with. It was a staple in my 80s and 90s rental kit, like when I would go to the video store when I was a little kid. Fucking critters had a big-ass, you know, cardboard cutout of one of the critters there. I was always like, oh, critters, critters too, like constantly going through them. I almost picked critters too to talk about. Uh, Because the two of them I consider really close. They're they're one of those, you know, horror and horror sequels that I think are on par with each other. Oh yeah, I agree. And that 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 bald crit crate in the second one, man, just absolute one of my favorite scenes. The lightning bolt, or was that the first? Yeah, that was the second one. No, that that was the second one. That was the second one. Yeah, that's what I thought. That these movies, man, they're they're just so much. Like you said, just so much fun. Turn turn your brain off, just watch it. I mean, yeah, no rhyme or reason. You see that crate on on the uh, wall in Blockbuster when those were still a thing. Um, How could you not want to rent that? I mean, of course, of course, it was so it good. was always there. Nobody was renting that out. Right. You know, it was pretty much just me or my brother. Right. That was about well, it. the video shops now. The video shops that were next to the store that just said video usually had the better horror selection than your <laughs> your mainstream ones. Anyways, your oh, mom and of pop course. Now, I I wasn't a blockbuster guy myself. Yeah. We always went to the mom and pop place. Yep. But then when they all closed down, all we had was blockbuster. After that, there's you know? one blockbuster left. I saw a special on YouTube. It's in Oregon. One blockbuster left. Oh shit! I was just in Oregon. Yeah. Oh, fuck! I would have gone there. You know? But no, the uh, the, uh, the, the reverse explosion of this house was a phenomenal scene at the very oh end. God, <laughs> when they played that shit back, I was like, "This is so cheesy, but it is so amazing." Watching everything just but stand you, right back up in reverse. Yeah, but at the same time, you didn't question. No, it. you were just like, "Yeah, okay, he's got the button that reverses explosions. Yep. <laughs> it's gonna put his house back." Oh, <laughs> and the cats in the mid. Ma- Cats in the mailbox, everything's fine. Right. I feel so Problem bad for solved. people who haven't seen any of these movies. So I'm gonna apologize right now. I explained these movies and that house scene like everybody has seen these movies 50 times. <laughs> like myself. Listen, it's from 19 19- this <laughs> podcast is we're discussing the horror movies in right. the way that people that have seen the movies would listen. The way that my brain so, plays it back. <laughs> listen, guys, you knew spoilers were coming. You're talking 80s movies. <laughs> if you haven't seen these ones. Just go by a recommendation, man. You got to watch some of these. They're a good time. You're going to have fun. So good. Um, Critters doesn't have a lot of insight, I would say, into like pop culture and all that other shit. It's just living in the moment. You know, you're just having, you're experiencing the 80s. Right. Uh, one of my favorite scenes, because this was one of those movies that came out uh, because of Gremlins and whatever, and they managed to get D. Wallace. They grabbed a couple scenes stolen directly out of E.T. Like, there's the one scene where the kid puts the, the thermometer under the tap water. To oh, like, yeah. You know, get make it hot and act like he was sick. And D. Wallace looks at it and she's like, 106? Yeah, right. <laughs> You're going to school. <laughs> but in, 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 uh, in, in E.T., she does the same thing. She's like, oh, my God, you're burning up. You have to stay home. <laughs> Critters. And then there's like the E.T. The E.T. doll that the critter rips the head off of. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just funny. Critters is actually coming to uh, Scream Factory Blu-ray. And it's like a four disc set. And it's coming out oh, in uh, November. I would pre-order it, but I got Fallout 76 coming. That 
$200 edition. So Ooh. I'm going to skip the pre-order on Critters, but it's like a four-disc uh, Scream Factory set. It's like 50 bucks on Amazon right now. It's all. Mo- is it all the movies? I believe all so. Four I believe so. Cool. See, I don't want Blu-rays of two, three, and four. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, okay, two I will definitely take. What I will say is, um, so I've got a really old DVD version of Critters 1. And the, the the critters themselves, they talk to each other, and on the bottom they always have English subtitles. Mm-hmm. On the DVD version I have, it won't show what they're saying unless you have subtitles turned on. Oh, wow. So I was going to recommend, if you find a better copy that has, you know, without English subtitles turned on, the critters speak put on there, um, you kind of need that because it adds to a lot of the comedy in it. You know, they're always swearing and making rude comments and stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I love this movie. It's one of those ones I grew up with. I don't really have a lot to defend it with other than nostalgia myself. So I'm just going to ride behind that as my shield and say, this is definitely some great eighties cheese. <laughs> There's no defending eighties movies, man. <laughs> yeah. You either love them or you hate them. Yeah. But apparently this has a short critters. Bounty hunter came out in 2014. Apparently it's a short, it's, it's like seven minutes long. Um, and it's got it's got a six point six rating on IMDb. <laughs> what what? does that mean? I don't know, man. Listen, I, I was just... I saw Critters Four. It was not worth watching, man. I, I, I'm, <laughs> this definitely intrigues me. I'm gonna hop off here and I'm I'm gonna watch this. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. It's um, if you guys had three movies that you wanted to talk about that that we couldn't, you know, obviously to keep this under what three hours. Um, what three movies would you guys give a nod to to the '80s that you that we've left out? I mean, I'm a big fan of uh, the Friday the 13th series, yes. and when I think when I think 80s movies, you know, one of those is obviously going to stand right. out. It's it's probably Friday the 13th three, um, despite that not being nearly my favorite. Mm-hmm. It is so fucking 80s, man. I love it. The chain gang and the fucking the music that's going on on it. The whole thing is a total package. Uh, great 80s feeling to it on Friday three. That's the one with um. Shit, is Miguel A. Nunez in that one? I don't think he is. Miguel A. Nunez, what is he? One of the gang members? I don't. Know I thought he was, about. but I don't think that is the one. No, he's. I mean, maybe Nunez, man, that dude. I met him at a at a horror con. That dude's funny as shit. I almost asked him about Joanna Man, that movie where he played the female basketball player. <laughs> hey, I, I, I met him. He was pretty cool. He is pretty. Yeah, I felt. I kind of felt bad. He had nobody at his uh, at his booth. I don't think anybody knew who he was, which is kind of weird to me. That was the same one. I that, saw the. I saw the dude from Friday Four. Um, the uh, what's the guy's name? The good guy that like helps him on the side of the road when uh, Corey Feldman and his uh, his sister are broken down. Um, fuck, I can't remember his name. Um, I am having a blank on it. But he, uh, he I gave him my Friday Thirteenth box set to sign. He's like, "Oh my god, this is all filled with all the Jasons and the and the girls that I got killed." And I'm like, "Whatever, man, sign wherever you want." He's like, "Is it okay if I sign the spine?" And I go, "That's hilarious." Because that's what I'm going to see every time I look at that box set. Because that's how it goes to the shelf. (laughs) And he's like, holy shit, from now on, this is all I'm signing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, it was the new beginning. That's the one I'm thinking of. Where he gets gets killed in the porta potty. Yep. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember what his name in that movie was, but it was was, uh, Spider, wasn't it? Was it? No, I think it was, I think it was, baby, baby, ooh, baby, (laughs) baby, baby. Oh, Jesus. I think it was that one, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah, to get uh, off topic. I'm looking at my uh, 
my autograph right now. It's Friday the 13th, part five. Yeah, new beginning. No, his name yeah. was Demon. Yeah, Demon. Yeah, you're right. He, he um, was Spider in uh, what? He was, um, Ooh, he was in Night of Return of Living Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm thinking man. of. That was so another I, one that was. That was another one. If I would talk about movies that we didn't talk about today, I would pick. I would I would go back a year. I'd put the Suckling on there, even though it was made ninety. Suckling, yeah. uh, um, Deadly Spawn, and maybe House. House was another oh, one. House, yes. Uh, house two, I would probably pick because that's way more cheap. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. House two with that fucking uh, that old uh, decrepit fucking thing. The yeah, the uh, the western zombie. Yeah, the fuck. he was awesome, Grandpa. Yeah, you know what movie yeah, I really plus, I really thought was eighties was you guys remember that movie Eaten Alive? Uh, oh yeah, oh, sure. That yeah. was that was well. Wait, in the was 70s. that 80? no no no? I think Wait it was seventy. Was that eighties? No, seventy six, seventy six or seventy seven, yeah. I think. But I don't know. It's we just, just talk, we talked about that on the Toby Hooper yep. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was That's that movie. Flick. Yeah, that one blew me. I thought that was a great flick. Oh yeah. But uh, let's see the three the three honestly, man, Rawhead Rex. I really yes. wanted to talk about. <laughs> really wanted to yes. talk about that one. Motel Hell is another one I wanted to talk about, and then um, the Keep because the Keep is another one that I oh, really love. The Keep, the creature wow. in the Keep. That was another one I got. Yeah. yeah, this this when you told me only two, I was like, damn, that's torture. That's almost like who's wow, your favorite? Because you kid. can see we're we're already over two hours. That's why <laughs> yeah. you can even you can even add in uh, you could even add in Demon Warp too. Demon Warp. What was? Oh yeah, who was talking about that earlier? Wasn't Demon Wind? Wasn't that another one? Oh, Demon Wind. Fuck that's yeah, that nineties though, wasn't it? Evil. Yeah, that was nineties. Yeah, that was like an Evil Dead ripoff. I mean, maybe it was nineties. No, that's but, what I was. I mean, it that's was... what I was thinking. Of. I don't know why I said Warp, but yeah, Demon Wind. Yeah, that was ninety, man. Dead Pit was another one that should have gone on here. This this could be oh, so Dead long. Pit. This whole sure. this whole you know chopping mall. I mean, come on. So we got we got a whole bunch of uh, answers. I put out you know what were some of your favorite cheesy movies on various things mm-hmm. on the uh, All You Need Is Blood page. My buddy Larry Dwyer uh, from the Connecticut Cult Classics and Connecticut Horror Fest. Everyone go to Connecticut Horror Fest September fifteenth. Free plug. <laughs> um, is the is shopping mall as you mentioned? Yeah. Uh, when when shopping costs you an arm and a leg. So good. Oh yeah, so good. That's a great one. Uh, my cousin John said, "Hello Mary Lou, prom night two, which is what I suggested to you, Sean. Yeah, that's all. Those are my bears. Prom night. Right. Those are my embarrassing lists because prom nights it just somehow they just got by I me. Mean, never gave them. Listen, prom um, prom night one. It has Leslie Nielsen, which you're gonna want to watch a Leslie Nielsen movie. <laughs> but other than that, prom night one's not good, man. Right. Watch prom night I heard two. two watch was prom the night best. Three. I heard two was the best. Dude, it's it's insane. It's it's a nightmare on Elm Street. Like picture." So what do you what do you think the best Nightmare on Elm Street is? Something like three or you know maybe one, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's on par with that. Like Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night Two is up oh. with Nightmare on Elm Street Three. It's fucking crazy. It's great. Right. Hmm. Um, let's see here. Our buddy Craig Larson, uh, Blob eighty eight, Night of the Creeps, Texas Chainsaw Two. Can't argue with Craig That's there. Boy, That's man. Craig player. and I have crazy similar taste. Him and yeah. him and Connor Craig- Blackman also. Oh yeah, Connor's a fucking maniac. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Do we find out what his three hundred sixty fifth movie was? No, yeah, I that, saw it. Did you saw it earlier? He posted it. I forget the name of it though. Well, he said pure insanity. Like he was responding, but he wasn't telling anybody. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't Free Willy then, I guess. I mean, come on. <laughs> and also, we got Johnny Barrett on here. Uh, recently watched Night of. The, uh, I'm sorry, Neon Maniacs. So good movie has eighties cheese all over it. Some others are killer clowns. From Outer Space, Halloween 3, fucking brilliant choice. Deadly Spawn, Maximum Overdrive, to name a few. 
Um, so yeah, he's on par with us. I think that's like the the same sort of idea we're going through. When I asked on uh, uh, Instagram, uh, yeah, what do you got there? Killa Cubano has responded. He was the only one that really responded, but uh, he says Critters, Elves, and Rad. I know it technically came out in 1990, but without her movies from the 80s, we wouldn't have the uh, Linnea Quigley's horror workout video. <laughs> Yeah, Linnea Quigley, obviously. But Rad is ridiculous. I've never even heard it's of a, that. Dude, it's a skateboard movie. It's insane. <laughs> it's got, uh, who's in that? Kiefer Sutherland, I think? I've really? heard of this one, but I have not I have not seen it. I know just by the cover alone that I need yeah. to watch it. No, it's, it's, it's a fucking weird 80s movie. It's not a horror movie. It's a skateboard movie. It's, it's a weird one. Gangs battle uh, each other for supremacy. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. On the UHM page, uh, we got... Uh, Del Makines says V the series, which I haven't seen the whole thing. I've only seen a few episodes. I used to watch that when I was Ma- a kid. That was great. Did you ever see Manimal? No. Because that I'm not familiar with. <laughs> no, I looked that one up after I read that. That's on my list. That is going to be watched yeah. real soon. So we got uh, Lee Woolley also said the stuff, Killer Clowns. I mean, that was crazy. I think we're fucking. Yeah, that was funny because uh, he picked exactly the same <laughs> movies you did. Uh, let's see. Jamie Henning says Silver Bullet, Fright Night, 80s Blob. She watched them all in one night, which is fucking brilliant. Uh, Jill Ann Russell says Extro. Jennifer Pisciatelli says Motel Hell. And then from your boys over at the Slaughtered Lamb, Connor Blackman uh, says, I've I've heard good things about cheesy horror movies. Been meaning to check some out. You, sir, are a fucking liar. I've seen the movies you've watched, Connor. He's got, they are ridiculous. He, he's got a lock on the new shit that you have to search. It, Amazon doesn't even promote no. the movies that he finds on Amazon Prime for free. I was a teenage wear skunk. I mean, come on. Who the fuck is going to find <laughs> I, yeah, I've seen. I've seen some of the ones he's posted. I'm like, dude, what are you talking never, about? Never lets me down. I think, honestly, I think either. No, I think I came across, but dude, bro. Is Love insane. Dubro is oh. one of my favorites. Cheesy, just doesn't make. It's just it's so so good that movie. I can't. If anybody, I, I t- if anybody isn't a familiar with Dubro Party Massacre three, they should immediately go out and watch it somehow because uh, the the makers of it were also the people who did five second films on the internet, mm-hmm. and they legitimately did like five to eight second movies like every week or every day. And then they stopped doing it in like 2012 and they wanted to do a horror movie with the, like the highest body count there is. And, but there is no dude bro party massacre one or two. It's That's just, the best part. <laughs> yeah. And then like in the intro to the That's movie, like thanks killing three. Yeah, yeah. Just... exactly. And like in the intro of the movie, they go, they go over what happened in the first two. It's yeah. stupid, but it's, it's a, the effects are so good and the lines are so good in it. Yeah, that's dude. No girls allowed. Like it's just yeah. so, so kitty, but so Andrew perfect. WK's in it. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Patton, there's a Patton Oswalt in it also. Yeah, I forgot oh, about Patton that. Patton Oswalt's in it. That's it. I'm fucking. He's in it. he's I think towards the end, but it's just so. And then I was reading some of the comments like, oh, I knew the killer was the whole time. I'm like, well, it wasn't one of those types of fucking movies. Yeah, just because yeah, it was right. so good. Like it was just so. <laughs> it's it like good so for much fun. It made so much fun of itself. The genre. It was just. Dude, it's commercials. It had commercials in it. Yeah, I mean, it was just so good. Really good cheese. Wait, like WNUF commercials or like the what was the? There's a pizza commercial. Three quarters of the movies a commercial. No, there's like they had little commercials in between. Yeah, it was at the the beginning. Yeah, Yeah. 
It was just so good. It's just and Connor. I think I'm not sure Connor showed me that or I showed that to him. But what I was getting at is he finds those movies. He finds those movies, and every single time, what was the one with Helen Keller versus the the Night Wolves? <laughs> yeah, Dude, that, that is another one you need to get on. That one, that one blew me away. I thought it was hilarious. It's just, it's like if there were an '80s cheese to be made nowadays. I think those really sum it up because it's kind of hard for me. I can't get down on a lot of movies that look like they were made on a phone. Like if you look like you're making a flip phone movie, I love independent films. Don't get me wrong, but there are some that are just so hard to sit through. And that's kind of what you would equate the 80 style cheese films to be nowadays. But there are definitely some gems out there and Connor's all over those sons of bitches. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You guys got any final thoughts on uh, 80s cheese movies? Anything uh, you have to mention? Otherwise you'll lose it. Humanoids from the deep. That's another one. Check it out. <laughs> that oh, movie. Dude, Roger Corbin. Right? Fuck yes. <laughs> I could that, go all night on this Is that show. the movie oh, where the bad voiceover, he's like, ha ha, the first one of the day. Is that, that? They're, they're on the boat or something? He's like, ha ha. It's like a horrible like voiceover. Oh, I can't remember that. Oh, this fuck. I don't remember if that happened. Let me take over that, that town, though. Man, that's just, those creatures are just phenomenal. There is so much fish rape in that movie. <laughs> it's insane. Like, just a ton of it. I can't look away. I couldn't look away, but it was, yeah. That movie's another one. Like I said, I could, this could be way too long, so I'll just. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll have a part two. All right. Yeah. Well, of course. Well, And there was a remake as well. So. Um, but yeah, we'll wrap it up on that one. I think, uh, we had a fucking good little run of the age. I mean, listen, we could always come back. We'll do another one. There's no, there's no saying we can't. Right. So we got another round ready for us. So yeah, let's wrap it up. You can catch us on uh, Gmail. All you need is blood pod at gmail.com Facebook group. Again, all you need is blood. Uh, the Instagram account. All you need is blood podcast is the new account. If you haven't added us, fucking add us <laughs> some bass. Boom. You heard it. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first. Um, So, uh, yeah, um, catch us on iTunes, Google Play, all that other bullshit. Um, And you can catch me on um, Twitter, at Ryan Tudelo, on Facebook. Uh, I'm also on the uh, upcominghorrormovies.com message board. Find us on there and talk to us. Uh, Mike, what do you got on? What do you got for us? I'm on the... Are you still... You're not doing the 365, so people shouldn't check that up anymore, right? Well, I mean, if you're interested. I mean, <laughs> there's still a list. A list was still yeah, made. I'm just, I have the list. I'm just finding a time I could stop posting the link to his IMDb page. I've, you know, the, the IMDb link, if you are curious to see what movies I watched during that miserable time of my life, then you can ask me and I will link it to you. But um, other than that, I'm on the Facebook group. Um, I am... On the horror forum, I do the Instagram post. So if you know you think our episodes are shit or great, let me know. I post every day something. I try to post something to get your input on how we can make the podcast a little more interesting than it is now. But, it's impossible. Uh... <laughs> it's never been more interesting. But yeah, just uh, yeah, catch me on there. That's all I got. Now, how about you, Sean? You got any contacts you want to give out to the people? Um, no, not really. You know, I'm on the. Um... I'm on the Facebook page over at UHM. I'm on message board as well. Haven't been on there as much lately. Um, I'm also over at the Facebook page, the slaughtered lamb.com. Oh, yeah. Join the slaughtered land. They're a fucking, they're a great Facebook group. If you're into horror yep. movies and flipping people off, that's also a big part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fucking Fridays. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was fun. Fridays, man. Yeah. That was fun. I appreciate that. We're also on Instagram, uh, the slaughtered lamb underscore 
com because as you guys know the slaughter lamb is a pretty widely used name it was a bunch of uh friends that how it got started it was a bunch of friends that liked american werewolf um and obviously we stole it from there so you know it's a good little instagram site you know i try to keep battle of the night which i do or to just put two movies um against each other and i try to do my best to keep up with that so but yeah man i'm, I'm around on facebook you guys can catch me there all right great well thanks for joining us sean it was a blast as always it was a pleasure man you know and uh mike well uh i'm sure we'll be back with something completely ridiculous next time as always yep. but uh yeah thanks for listening everybody and i'll, <laughs> I'll just say bye for all right now. guys have a good one bye all right awesome okay well, have fun editing that jesus